Welcome to Day Zero Update for November 15, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Daniel Victoria. I'm John Yelenic. And yeah, it is console week, and uh, let's get a roll call here. Who has consoles? Me. What do you have? Dan I Rob? do. Have uh, both the Series X and the and the PS4. All right, John. Uh, I just got the PS5. Uh, no the Series PS5. X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Conveniently, I do not have one because Amazon decided to be a huge dick this weekend. <clears throat> Man, that was uh, quite the adventure for you. And, and I conveniently don't have one because I have the pores. Yeah. You're hoping to get one uh, Christmas. For Christmas. Yep. So, yeah, we'll talk about that stuff uh, a little bit later here. Uh, we're going to be talking about what we're playing uh, in just a sec. We'll skip over any next gen games. Uh, just talk about the current gen stuff we have. And then we'll have some news after that because there's still some other stuff that happened this week. Including uh, this weird ass swatting incident that happened in Montreal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll <laughs> talk about that. Uh, as well as Brandon's dog. Uh, yeah, he decided he wanted to get into. Hold on. I'm muted. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll start talking about what we've been playing, and I'll start off uh, and tell you a tale of uh, pre order from Amazon that went uh, horribly awry. Yes, tell uh, us all the grisly details. So yeah, I pre-ordered it on you know in September when everything else went live, uh, and come here like a week or two ago, saw that it updated on the the order status page of you know arriving Thursday by eight. It was a little bit later than I wanted, but whatever, it's probably gonna be fine. Uh, then like a day or two earlier, it changed to 10 p.m. And I was right there as my spider sense was tingling, saying something's going on here because this. I changed for no reason. Uh, get to the day of, nothing uh, arrives. Uh, I'm frankly, you know, checking the tracking and all that. Nothing changes. Uh, it does get a note of something like release delivery schedule planned. Uh, and then towards the, the end of the day, it randomly updates to say at like 2.15 AM that it had shipped to the wrong carrier facility, which is like, what the fuck? And then the, the, the arrival time changed to something like, uh, their like package is, uh, I don't know what it said. It said essentially like, whoopsie, it might be late. Uh, there's some issues. Uh, essentially it was like, all right, this is a shit show going first nights. Uh, but I said it still might arrive, so who knows when that could be. Uh, get to Friday morning, and I'm like, there's nothing here. This hasn't changed. I'm getting on with their CS, uh, to which uh, the first one was just like, very much did not write or understand English very well. Because uh, I think the the line where I was like, ready to check out was they said, my nephew is in PlayStation 5. Uh, with uh, space between play and station. I was like, all right, I'm not going to get far with this one and just, uh, you know, said thanks and just closed it. I uh, went and got something to eat for breakfast and then came back uh, and got a second person who said, oh, yeah, there's some sort of glitch going on that's preventing your uh, pre-order from going out. Uh, they put in a ticket, said it would take maybe two to three business days. 
I was like, well, that sucks, but at least I'll get it uh, here probably sometime next week. Uh, fast forward to that night. I get a mysterious uh, your item has shipped email. I was like, oh, okay, maybe that didn't take so long. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well, it says, you know, delivery from the 13th to the 14th. So I said like, okay, well, I'll get it by tomorrow. Hopefully by the time I'm done with work uh, and all that. So felt pretty good going to bed. Uh, I got up and checked and at like 1.49 a.m. I got an email that said this package undeliverable. Uh, it's being automatically canceled. Uh, will be sent back and you'll be refunded. And I immediately got on Amazon CS like, what the fuck happened? From it saying everything's okay, you're going to get this thing to uh, we can't do anything. Uh, this is undeliverable, all that. I didn't get anything out of Amazon like as far as like what specifically happened. Um, but I did find out that there, I found somebody else that had uh, all the same issues, lived in Akron, Ohio. Uh, had every single same issue. So it's something affecting this area specifically. And conveniently on Tuesday, a new fulfillment center launched uh, for the Amazon uh, system. So I was like, oh, it cool. seems like that probably opened and completely fucked with their like automated setup for all this stuff. Damn, uh, that is at some point just. And Akron is fairly near you, right? Yeah, it's like 30 minutes away. That's wow. At a certain point, I was like, just get it to the fucking facility. and Just tell me and I'll drive up and get it. Yeah, but I'll save you guys wow. further embarrassment for this whole situation. But yeah, they refunded and then. Literally like an hour ago, I got an email saying, uh, return receipt for PlayStation 5 console. Thank you for returning the item below. I was like, I did not return this. You guys deemed it undeliverable and said I couldn't have it anymore. Uh, you know, just further, you know, sticking it in there to rub it in. Uh, so this whole situation just completely pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, especially to the point I told him, like, yeah, I'm done with Amazon. You guys can't do anything to get me back as a customer at this point. Cause like you can't fuck up this bad. And like their tracking just had zero information as to like what was going on. Like the, the one updates happened like 17 hours after it claims it happened. It didn't just didn't get posted to it at all for whatever reason. And the, the convenient thing about how long it took for all this to happen is that it meant I missed all the opportunities for buying a new, system at the the launch sales that were going on. Yeah. Uh, completely missed all that, too. Because I thought Amazon wouldn't fuck this up. Uh, and apparently they did. So, yeah. Great job. Now I have to pay a lot more attention to uh, various sites, Walmart and maybe direct Sony's direct store would be a good one to get from because that's where I got my accessories and that was a pretty great experience. Mm-hmm. They actually shipped them on time uh, to the place where I lived. And that came, I think, the day earlier. It's like actual service. Amazon couldn't figure out how to do. Uh, so, yeah, that was that whole saga of just completely pissing me off for the whole weekend. Uh, now I have to figure out what to do next. And the other thing, looking at uh, Brickseeker, which is an inventory tracking site. Uh, 
Amazon or no, uh, Walmart's they are showing like a number of places having PS5s in stock, but I think that's for the Black Friday stuff they're doing. Because uh, I think they're going to be putting some up on Black Friday for pickup. Uh, so people have to fight for that. Maybe I'll have to wait for that one to see if that is something I can get. Uh, who knows? But also saw some people that had the the glitch that I had for uh, the price matching on the DualSense, where I got my DualSense for like 23 bucks. Uh, people had that same thing happen for their console. So they got a PS5 console for 23 bucks. Of where? Walmart. Okay. Wow. I think we went through, huh? Because... Uh, some random location had like the dual sense marked at like 23 bucks. And I guess maybe a uh, similar thing for the console. I just automatically price matched it to that. Yeah. There was, a, there was actually a price error earlier, like maybe two weeks ago for Miles Morales, the basic version. I got it yeah. for like 29 bucks, but um, never went through. And then they ended up giving me a, a $20 gift card, which was like totally needed. Cause I, I knew it wasn't going to get canceled, but I was like, okay, I'll pick this. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that was kind of a whole shitty situation, especially when I got all the accessories and bought some games. Uh, luckily, uh, a few of the games are have PS4 versions as well, so I can play them uh, while I wait and just enjoy a better better version whenever mm-hmm. I do get the console. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the whole situation with that. Um, but as for stuff I've been playing, uh, Rocket League is kind of the big one here. Uh, still been playing that. That's it's been the thing I've been doing to uh, get out this frustration over Amazon's bullshit. Mm. Uh, just wrecking people with the fury of uh, Amazon hatred on that. So that's been uh, pretty good for the most part. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Pathless and Spider-Man Miles Morales on when we get to the PS5 section here. Uh, I did get Yakuza like a dragon. Cause that was another thing. Like, well, I'm not getting the PS5. Might as well do something. Mm-hmm. to make me feel a little bit better about this. So I got that on PS4. been playing that, enjoying it a lot. Uh, it's got a neat story to it where it's new characters, but still set in Camarocho. Uh I just got out of the the big intro part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, your character is Ichiban, who's a big Dragon Quest fan, uh, who got orphaned at a young age, uh, raised in a, a brothel of sorts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man who had who owned a business that had prostitutes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he gets the... Uh, he gets older, gets into a fight with some gang members, uh, some local, uh, local Yakuza members, uh, knows the uh, family that he liked was the Arakawa family. And sort of tells him he's with them. Mm. And so like calling on his bullshit and talk to the Arakawa family, like threatened to kill him if the the main guy uh, doesn't come in. And mm. so he comes in and actually comes in, shows up uh, and sacrifices his finger to save the kid's life. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And so the kid, having no parents or anything, you know, wants to become part of the family. Mm. Uh and so, yeah, the he eventually gets in, uh, and this early part starts in the year 2000 and New Year's Eve. Uh, so it's going to be 2001 when it's done. So you're kind of doing some uh, some stuff around the the city. Uh, eventually, meet up with your 
your bosses and all that uh, to get some dinner before the new year. The new millennium, as they call it, happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wakes up in the morning, gets a call that to come in and finds out that one of the captains has killed a guy on the rival uh, family in the Tojo clan. Mm. Uh, they need uh, Ichiban to take the, the fall for it to save the family and they retroactively uh, you know kicked him out of the, cl- uh, of the family so that it wouldn't get to them uh, and so he goes to prison for 15 years for murder mm-hmm. uh, gets into a fight in there with these dudes that are from some other family uh, they're just starting shit with somebody they had heard uh, was also in the Yakuza uh, and they start talking shit about, you know, uh, Arakawa, the the main guy, and he just gets Superman, just destroys him, uh, to the point of like it's like breaking all their teeth. Uh, so he gets like another three years. So he gets out eighteen years later, and this is kind of where the the proper game starts going. Which uh, so you're in 2019. Mm-hmm. Smartphones are a thing. Uh. And a lot of things have changed with the the Tojo the yeah the Tojo clan and Arakawa family and all that stuff. Uh, so he gets this dude that shows up as he's getting out because Arakawa has not come to welcome him back into society. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude's like a former cop, uh, works with the DMV and all that, and mm-hmm. he uh, uh, he's kind of following him around, telling him about you know what's been going on. Uh, and he just doesn't believe it as they're about to get out of town. That uh, I won't spoil what happens, but he doesn't believe it, and so he just runs off uh, back to Kamarocho as they're about to leave town. Mm. And that's kind of where I'm at, uh, getting into town, right. figuring out what's going on here. Mm. Uh, the combat system's pretty neat. Uh, it is your typical turn-based kind of action. Mm. Uh, the main difference is like your character... Uh, I just have the one right now uh, when they're in fights. Uh, they kind of move around a bit. Mm-hmm. So they're not just like stationary like a, a typical JRPG. They're kind of like making a, a turn-based version of like a Yakuza fight, mm. uh, essentially. Uh, so you get uh, usually do your turn, then the enemies get to do theirs. You can uh, hit circle at the right time, uh, like a Paper Mario, mm. to get like a perfect block. Uh, that lessens the damage. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, it'll just let you dodge it completely. Uh, most times, you just get reduced damage taken. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. You have a special skill set. Uh, it's like your spells, which for the early part, I have just uh, like a super punch. I have to hit uh, square a few times uh, to power it up mm-hmm. to its maximum effect. That kind of thing that uses MP. Uh, so far, it seems like MP and HP refill after each fight. But it might just be the intro, the way the intro goes. They just refill it for you, so I don't know mm-hmm. about that just yet. But you can use items, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've seen in shops the mention of like materials to upgrade weapons. Uh, lots of weird stuff. Trying to retroactively refit like these real world items into like, oh, how do they fit like an RPG mechanics? Uh, you know, like oh, this, you know, this uh, drink ref- gives you 800 HP. Yeah, back, that kind of thing. Uh, that's kind of fun, but uh, yeah, still in the early parts of it, but it's been fun so far. It's just a lot of story, which 
is how Yakuza games are early on. Uh, lots of storytelling. In I've maybe done like five fights so far. Mm-hmm. Probably could have done more if I wanted because there's I've seen some dudes with uh, Metal Gear style, you know, vision cones. Like I could yeah. probably start a fights with them, but they also might have probably. been too powerful and probably would have killed me in one punch or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Yakuza Like a Dragon seems pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Look forward to put some more time into that and also play some Tetris Effect. We'll talk about that on uh, the Xbox uh, bit of talk here. So Brandon, what have you been doing? Uh, well, as for me, I'm still playing Cold Steel 4. Um, gotten further in the story, we just made our way back to the branch campus, which means uh, having to deal with some of the old uh, faculty and some of the uh, members of the main campus that were transferred over there. Um, and, of course, more Panzer Soldat fights, stuff like that. Uh, not uh, terribly much more. Um, the game is still good, but yeah, it's, whew, it is long, um, but I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, other than that, uh, also been playing Kaiserreich a little bit as well. Um, and, uh, as usual, uh, getting my ass thoroughly handled to me, but I think I'm getting, uh, getting a little better at it. Um, the part I'm in in the game recently, there was like a, a election and Huey Long and his America First Party uh, basically uh, lose the election and now they're contesting it and calling it a fake election. And now the country seems to be on the verge of another civil war. So, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, Kaiserreich for you. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been playing. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I mean, for current gen, um, I haven't been playing much. I've still been playing Animal Crossing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, finding mushrooms on the ground and not finding very many things to actually make those mushrooms into. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll just save my discussion for uh, next gen. What about you, John? Um, yeah, I mean, I've mostly just been playing uh, next gen stuff uh, this past week. Uh, I mean, like as far as like current gen, or I guess now that now that next gen is here, previous gen, however that works. Uh, uh, I w- I have been playing like a little bit of Bloodborne, um, mainly just to kind of, like. Oh, well, I was playing like Bloodborne just to kind of like gear up for uh, Demon Souls, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, Bloodborne still, uh, yeah, s- still a pretty good game. Uh, I'm like, uh, I'm currently stuck on the um, uh, the, the the Vicar Amelia boss fight. Um, I think I'm gonna have to grind up my character a little more before I. Uh, try to tackle that one so uh yeah but hmm. i mean yeah m- most of my stuff uh probably just be saved for the next gen discussion though so yeah that's uh pretty much what so, i've been playing my question for you is since you've been playing bloodborne was it really just to just like maybe maybe prepare your mindset because i don't know like I, as someone that played demon souls when it first came out and someone that actually really enjoyed bloodborne but never finished it both souls like games but they also couldn't be any more different like yeah bloodborne's very offensive whereas demon souls was really evasive so yeah 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 like it well i had never played demon souls whenever it came out um but gotcha. like bloodborne, <laughs> yeah yeah like bloodborne is kind of my uh entry, yeah i guess bloodborne is kind of like my entryway into the souls franchise and it's it, it uh just because of that, I think it is kind of like that baseline that like I kind of compare all Souls games to. But 
Yeah, like, basically, Bloodborne is very, uh... Yeah, yeah, you're right, where, like, after getting to play Demon Souls a little bit, like, I do see that they are... Yeah, it's something I'll talk more on later, but yeah, they are very... <laughs> they, they really are, like, two completely different games. Like, like in Bloodborne, like, I'm, you know, Bloodborne, like, I feel like any boss battle I'm in, like, I'm always... You're, you're always, like, real up close and personal with the boss, uh, like, trying to, like, get around them, like... Mm-hmm. There's not there's not really too much in the way of ranged combat. I mean, you have your, I mean, your character has, uh, you know, like your character has their gun, but like typically that, you know, it's a very like up close and personal like melee combat kind of game. But whereas, oh yeah, in, in Demon Souls, like I've actually found that um, being an archer is very effective in a lot of the boss fights in that game, or just having ranged ranged attacks in general. But yeah, they're um, I. That's definitely something. One thing that kind of surprised me going into uh, Demon Souls was how different it was from Bloodborne. Because I, I think maybe I was expecting a little bit more of like a Bloodborne-like experience, but it's uh, st- as I'll get into later, it's still pretty fun. Oh yeah. And, yep. All right. So yeah, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff here to talk about. We're gonna go through just uh, general console stuff here of the new consoles. We'll start with Xbox here. Uh, since Dan Rubs is the only one that has it. Uh, kind of go through and just be able to ask him some questions. Uh, how's mm-hmm. the how's the, the box itself? Um, Like like the, the packaging or the actual unit? Uh, either one. Okay, well... Like I'm, how, I'm gonna... how, how it feels in the hands. Looks go ahead and uh, talk, like, uh, talk about the packaging. Like, um, So first of all, um, I didn't even want a Series X at launch. Um, but then... As I, as I read more reviews on Yakuza Like a Dragon, I was like, ah, you know what? I I, I, I kind of want one now. Um, and then I saw it on Target uh, on the app, and then it, it was eventually at, like, my third most frequented Target. So I was like, okay, here, I'll go ahead and spend the money. The red card gives me 5% off, so why not? So I eventually picked it up, and, man, this, this, is, this is a heavy package. Like, it's smaller than the PS5, but it's every bit heavier. Um, and also, when you open it, um, it, it's kind of like opening the trunk of a car. Like um, the entire box is, is is well put together. It slides open. Everything is it's 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 really a, a pleasurable experience. Um, uh, whereas with the PS5, it was totally different. Like if if you follow me on on, on Instagram, I did uh, ghetto unboxings of both, and opening the Xbox Series X was a whole lot more enjoyable. Um, as for the actual unit, though, like yeah, we've all seen it. It's a tower. But this is a hefty piece of machinery. Like it feels expensive. It feels like it really should be five hundred bucks. Like um, I'm someone that lifts regularly, and I have trouble palming it. I have, I have trouble carrying it with, with with one hand because of how heavy and dense it is. Like if you were bringing bringing this from upstairs to downstairs, and you accidentally dropped it on your toe or something, like I almost guarantee you'll break your toe. It's this this, this is a heavy heavy box. Um, yeah. Then as far as the controller goes. Um, I'm actually really a fan. I'm a big fan of it. Like I'm not a fan of the Xbox controller in general. Um, I do like the way it, I do like the shelf feel, the way it holds. The Xbox Series X controller has sort of a sandpapery, grippy feel at the bottom that really just feels like it's of more quality. And I can't say enough about the D-pad. The D-pad is probably the best in any um, platform I've ever played with before. And um, what, I, what I really like about it is, is its responsiveness and the fact that it's really easy to um, 
hit diagonally because of just the way it's built. And then the clickiness also really helps. And I noticed that um, it was great, especially um, playing Tetris Effect, where, you know, you really want to be using a D-pad and not uh, the control sticks. And um, that was pretty uh, well put together. Um, the UI uh, is a little bit easier to use than the Xbox uh, ones. And, you know, um, whenever I talk about Xbox, like I complain about the UI every single time. And the Series X was pretty much, I, I, I guess, more of the same. But it, it's, it was, it's more intuitive in the sense where you kind of understand where everything is right away rather than having to look for it. And that's something I really appreciate with the UI. Um, the one, my, my one issue with my series X though, is um, uh, I don't know if it has like a real sleep mode, like compared to the PS4 and PS5. Like there's no, if you held on the X on the home button, it doesn't ask you to put it on sleep. It asks you to turn it off. And I don't know whether games are being downloaded or not. And this is one of the biggest reasons why the uh, thought of going digital still doesn't work with me because like these games are getting bigger and bigger and they'll take longer to download. And Uh the main thing is if there's no way to keep your Xbox on, you don't know if it's being downloaded or not. I I, I did read that even when it's off, like um, it's still downloading whatever you're downloading. But um, in, in, in my experience, I don't know if that was the case at all. I was downloading um, NBA 2K21 and it took me over two days because my Xbox would turn off every hour and there was like no setting or I couldn't find a, a setting to keep it on, to keep it on longer. And that was a, a pretty frustrating experience. Not to mention um, another complaint I have is the fact that uh, the controllers are, are still um, regular battery operated. I don't understand why they couldn't just hook me up with one of those um, uh, wireless uh, batteries that I, that, that I can charge. So you have to um, buy that for 25 bucks. So that's something I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. be. Yeah. They're charge play um, kits. I, I don't understand why they're even including regular regular batteries out of the box. Um, yeah, and, um, yeah. Like, how are it's like the only thing they include in the elite controllers that are like yeah. two hundred bucks. It's like okay, mm-hmm. I get that, but did you yeah. want me to talk about the, the games I got, or is there a format I'm following? Yeah, here? you can talk about the games. I think uh, yeah. UI wise, it seems like uh, it's just kind of faster version of what the One X has. Uh, especially probably the most recent updates because that's the biggest issue I had with the 1X is like, well, there's this extra power but the UI it doesn't feel any different. It feels yeah, the same the kind of sluggish and messy the UI interface it always was. And the responsiveness of, of the controller for some reason like for me with the 1X kind of lag whereas with the Series X that doesn't happen at all. Um, yeah. the, the games I got as I explained was uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's all I really wanted. And then on Xbox Game Pass I went ahead and downloaded Tetris Effect. And I got NBA yeah. 21 as a as a review code from uh, 2K, so I'll be reviewing uh, those in a bit. Um, yeah, because uh, I don't really have much to say that you didn't go over already. Um, you're actually further into the game than I am. I only played it for about an hour and a half. And uh, okay, so you're probably not to the point yeah. of the the prison thing. You're probably still just doing the early job stuff, I assume. Yeah, yeah um, I, I haven't experienced uh, anything different yet. I do really like the battle system, though. Yeah. Um, as you explained, it's turn-based. It's it's kind of like a combination of both Persona Five and uh, um, Mario um, in regards to like being active as you're playing with the um, on on defense. And um, I, I really I really appreciate that. And it's 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 funny because you know you you wouldn't actually expect this to work after you know Yakuza going through so many games with with, with the action system, but it works out. It's hilarious, and I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Um, yeah. Played Tetris. Yeah, that's good. That guy's a good hero on that. 
Uh, exactly. To follow up, uh, Ryu. No, who's the hero in the the other Yakuza games? I'm uh, really rest- forgetting. Uh, Kiryu. Point. Kiryu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and in the, and the story is kind of follows a lot of what's in the first Yakuza game, mm-hmm. where he starts in an earlier time frame, and he gets you know framed for murder and sent to jail, uh, prison for a while, and then comes back and. You know, tries to rebuild what he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah, I've heard, I've heard they got some crazy like descriptions for people like piss wizard, uh, stuff like that. <laughs> like, I really want to get into the the humorous side of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Yakuza series is known for doing some really crazy things, but they're all normal in the series. Yeah. Um, so the, the the cool thing about like a dragon is that it's not really a reboot, but it's it's a game that's far enough from the other six that you can really play it without knowing much about the series, and that's great. Yeah. Um, and if you do have played it, you know, like oh, I know Kamurocho, I know, like I played enough of some of the other games. I noticed the the square where Club Sega's at is like oh, I've seen this in one of the other games. It's like exactly the same place. Uh, that kind of stuff. You just probably don't run into Kiryu or any of the major characters. I think there's some smaller ones in there. I've seen mm-hmm. people talk about, but yeah, you'll, it's sort of like, uh, you know, other like soft reboots, some series have done where it's like, what's well, a new thing. And if you played the other stuff or, you know, seen the other movies or whatever, you'll mm-hmm. know what's going on. But otherwise for story wise, it's just all new stuff. Yeah, and then the, the main thing I'm seeing with the game is that it's, 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 it's really fast and, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty intuitive. Um, obviously I, I, I haven't played like a dragon on uh past gen, so I, I, I wouldn't see or see or notice much of a difference there, but yeah, um, the, I assume you got faster loading than I do. That's probably about yeah. it. I guess mm. that's probably about it, but the, the, the game is apparently optimized for series X, but I haven't seen any huge uh, differences yet. Yeah. Like, I want to say what they've said is it's kind of just like loading and like super sampling stuff. It's not like, you know, higher res textures or anything that might be in the PS five updates. Mm-hmm but they've also been kind of just withholding of details for whatever reason. Yeah. As far as that goes, like after coming off the PS4 pro and playing games like, um, the last of us two and ghost of Tsushima, um, I'm not saying it's kind of disappointing. I mean, this game has been in development for quite a few years now, um, for current. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but as, as far as like, you know, being uh, a spotlight game, uh, for the next bus launch, like this is, uh, as, as good as it gets, as, as it gets for it. Like I never thought we'd um, reach a point in, in in gaming where the the top two uh, would be a Yakuza game and a Souls game. That's that, that that's, that's crazy to me. Um, yeah. Moving over to the uh, Xbox Game Pass side, I downloaded um Tetris Effect um, and uh, yeah, Tetris we... Effect Connected. Yeah, Tetris Effect Connected. New version. Um, I haven't yeah. gone. I haven't gone to the connected part. I'm still working on the regular yeah. mode, um, but it's 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 about as good as, as it was before. Um, I might even like it a little better just because of the D-pad. And yeah, um, yeah it's it, it's just as immersive as it was in on 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 PSVR. So I'm really enjoying. Yeah. it. I played uh-huh. it on PC Game Pass, so you know, pretty small download, so it works out fine on that. Uh, and basically, just started up the campaign. So I'm like, well, I better play some of this and, you know, get some of those easy tro- uh, achievements that are just like, oh, pass 100 lines or whatever, which I got in the first yeah. first uh, section there. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty okay at this game. I've seen the multiplayer stuff has some neat stuff, like a mode where you're playing with potentially four people 
but you can do three people versus an AI where it's kind of like a raid mm-hmm. uh, where you're kind of doing, you know, doing lines in your three separate uh, uh, tunnels, whatever they call them. Uh, and then there's like an AI boss doing their own thing that adds some stuff to the, your map, your, you know, garbage blocks. Uh, and once you get to the point where you fill up your bar after connecting up lines, you then combine all your territories, your tunnels into one, and you're doing turn-based, putting down blocks. So you're trying to work with each other, and uh, I think there's ability for you to get like special blocks as well as some that might just knock. Like if you lay uh, uh, blocks on uneven terrain, it might fall down to fill up the gaps, that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of weird stuff, and that's where you're doing like actual damage to the boss, uh, getting lines that way. And so you can do like the go into the like big like uh, effect mode mm-hmm. uh, where you're kind of all working together on that kind of stuff, uh, which seems pretty cool. You got your basic multiplayer stuff, just one on one kind of stuff. Uh, the video I saw was on Giant Bomb. They were going through some preview stuff for that, and unfortunately pitted Brad against uh, one of the top Tetris players in the world that was working on this game. Mm. Uh, so he was like destroying him uh, until yeah. he was told to let up. And not go so hard on them, uh, that kind of stuff. Which, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they had like that level of people working on ideas for multiplayer stuff. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it seems pretty cool for what that is. Uh, yeah. I just wish it wasn't delayed, you know, until next summer for the main version I played. Yeah, uh, and having to start over here just to experience like what the new stuff is. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to uh, getting to the meaty part of Effect uh, Connected. Yeah, um, but yeah. Like the, the main reason why I couldn't get as much time as I would like with Yakuza is because I spent most of my time on Xbox Series X downloading NBA 2K21. Um, this yeah. is a huge file. It's over 102 gigs, um, and my internet only is only it can only download like 18 megs at a time. So that uh, mm-hmm. that that was pretty rough. Um, granted, it, it, it's it's an okay speed, but for, for what we want here, it's not good enough. But anyway, yeah. um, for for 2K21. Um, this this is a series that I'm used to playing on PlayStation. So um, even though the controller layout isn't different or isn't all that different than that is on Xbox, I don't know either. There there, there was some discomfort. Um, yeah. Well, well, one weird thing with 2K21 is that they impose like or they 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 they, they start you out um, in multiplayer using a different kind of camera angle where it actually zooms in on, on the player. Um, mm-hmm. That's fine, like for for showcasing like, like behind the back or like side view it's, it's not behind the back like it's it maintains the broadcast view but okay. it's, it's at a weird angle where like um it really affects but you don't use it in any other mode basically yeah yeah you you wouldn't at all like i i ended up having to just control the zoom and just change it up to back, back to the way it was because honestly i saw no purpose to it um it, it might be because they wanted to dynamically show you like how um how each player looks and stuff in motion. And that's great. But at the end of the day, this is a competitive game. And um, yeah. I'm not really that concerned about that. And at the same time, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a great looking game. It's, 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 it's probably, it's definitely the best looking sports game I've ever played. And that's cool. Um, I've only played one game. And so aside from my discomfort with um, the Xbox controller, as far as um, how to play it, one of my main gripes um, is the fact that over the years, defense, um, much better um it's it's the game is probably the most realistic basketball sim there is and with this one it's kind of like they reverted back to nba 2k10 or something like almost every player can drive by anybody you have defending whether you're on the post or playing man-to-man or playing zone 
like um, my brother was using um, Russell Westbrook and treated him like LeBron. Like he would always pass Stephen Curry and kill Clay Thompson and um, just just dunk the ball like like it was nothing. And I've never seen he's never had it that easy against me since NBA 2K10. So I was like, well, what, what the hell happened here? And then to respond, I would use Steph Curry always um, always pass Westbrook and just go in for, for an easy layup. And it was basically point guard versus point guard the entire game, um, coast to coast. And no matter what defensive adjustment we'd make, it wouldn't matter. So I don't know if there's something that 2K has to patch there, but it just felt too easy on offense and at the same time too hard on defense. Yeah. Might so, be one of those things you have to go in and mess with the, the settings, tweak the yeah. numbers or whatever that – just go find game facts for it's like, Oh, here's the, the numbers you have to put in to make it realistic. Um, I, I did read that the, my career is different and they also have um, a, a, a woman option, which is great. Um, I haven't yeah. into that yet, but I will this week. So that's and about they call it. That the W all that kind of stuff. And now instead of a neighborhood, it's like a city. That's yeah, a city. So if it didn't take long enough to get around in the neighborhood, they got more to do. <laughs> See, uh, I, I always go into like the corners, the the alleyways of the the neighborhood, and like, okay, there's like this frisbee golf thing. I have no <laughs> idea how to start it, and I'm like, okay, I guess for people that play way too much of this game, that's what this is for. But I just want to get the the stupid bonuses so my player can do his best in the next game as I can. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just give me a menu. Like, let the weirdo people that spend money on you know, scooters and shit to get around this place a lot faster. Uh, mm. Just give me a menu as a normal person. Uh, but yeah, you play any older stuff? Try out the BC? Does um, that affect the things? I played Ori, but that's not BC. That, that, that That's actually optimized, so yeah. I haven't played yeah, anything old yet. Did you play it on the, the previous Xboxes? Um, I played uh, Ori on, on Xbox One X, but like I didn't. I mean, I'm I'm not a stickler for much detail, so I didn't see much of a difference. Okay, because I remember hearing about like bugs and some performance issues at launch for that. Yeah, like mm. nothing, nothing, nothing that I saw, or at least when I played. Okay, all right. So that is uh, Xbox. Seems like a pretty solid system, uh, yeah. especially if you have Game Pass Ultimate and all your games on that system. Yeah, uh, not to mention you already have the EA Play games uh, available as well. So like, there, there's a lot yeah. to play for it. Um, again, as as Patrick has said, like for every podcast, like there isn't much as far as like what's available for Series X alone. But at the same yeah. time, you know, if there's a game you want to play here, so yeah, yeah, they got most everything. Uh, it's also just a matter of like waiting for like when Madden and FIFA get their updates. Uh, that's next month for that. You know, uh, eventually they'll get. Their new stuff out, though, yeah, we just don't know what their release schedule is for their new stuff. Mm. Uh, we'll talk more about what uh, Sony has in store, but uh, we'll move over to PlayStation 5. So this is where John and uh, Dan Rib can join in. Uh, talk about uh, the hardware, controllers, all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, when my PS5 got delivered to my apartment, uh, I was kind of... T- oh, like, because we all already knew that this system was going to be like, massive. Oh yeah, I, uh, the box that it came in was even bigger. Uh, and I br- <laughs> I brought it upstairs, opened up opened up that like big old box that uh the Amazon delivery driver gave to me, and um yeah, found an e- yeah found a little bit smaller but still pretty big box, and opened that up, and 
like I I'm still kind of shocked at like how big like how big this system is. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I like just looking at it on my entertainment center right now, it is like it, it's it's comically large. Like it's almost as big as my printer. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, like it 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 is just massive, and uh, yeah, it is just massive. Like I cannot overstate that. Like, but um, I mean, like so far, um. Like I mean, I I think it's been a it's been pretty reliable for me. Uh, I do know, like uh, I've been seeing like on Reddit and Twitter, like people have been having issues with um like uh their consoles like uh crashing, like having uh, uh I think it has to do with like um uh, whenever they have like an external hard drive hooked up to it, or like if they put it into rest mode while uh they're like playing a certain game or something like that. But uh, I haven't really ran into any of those issues so far. Uh, so far, mine's been, um, for the most part, uh, pretty reliable, even if it does take up <laughs> a lot of space. Yeah, like that, that was the main thing I was dreading when I got mine. And, uh, you, look, you look at how thick the Xbox Series X is. Um, that's actually laying down on the top shelf beneath my TV. And the, the plan was um, I would take that shelf out stand up my Xbox One X or my Xbox Series X and stand up my PS5. Uh, but that didn't happen because the PS5 is just too tall. Luckily, though, um, my bottom shelf was just big enough for my um, PS5 to fit. So um, I don't really have that problem. And then I've, I've felt the sides. They, they, don't, they don't feel uh, too hot. So I, I think I have just the right amount of ventilation there, uh, thankfully. So that's, that's definitely worked out. My, the main thing, though, is I don't know where to put my Xbox One X or my PS4 Pro. But, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's a totally separate thing. As far as issues go, um, I did have some issues. Um, I plugged in my um, external hard drive for my PS4 to my PS5. Um, to uh, hopefully just just have my PS5 be a be a solid replacement, and when 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 that happened, a, a whole bunch of stuff just tried to download new installs, and I was like, these weren't here when you, we we were on PS4 Pro, so why are why do you want to update all this shit now? And I had like 44 queued downloads ready to go, and that just slowed down everything. And like again, like I don't have the fastest internet, so that was rather yeah. uh, that was rather disturbing. And how I many downloads does it want to do at once? Mm. Is it like yeah, it, PS4 is three at a time. Actually, no. It'll only do one at a time. It'll pause everything okay. else. That's oh, good. I that's mean, uh, yeah. when the PS4 launched, it downloaded everything at once. Yeah, that's, so everything that's, went super slow. Exactly. <laughs> it's trying to download, you know, ten things at once. Mm-hmm. And they changed to three, which is better, but it's still like I just want one at a time. So um, I was hoping that we'd luck out with Sony and like uh, get some review code. So, but 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 we didn't. Um, I also have a connect there who like uh, gets me some some games discounted, but she said they weren't available yet. So I went ahead and bought Miles Morales at GameStop, uh, the basic version. And eventually she hits me up and says, "Hey, um, you 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 can go ahead and uh, take this code for the Ultimate Edition for thirty five bucks." So I did that. Um, I, I went ahead and got uh, downloaded it, but for some reason, it only downloaded uh, the remastered uh, Spider-Man. It did not download Miles Morales, so I had to go to my game library to see if I can download it from there. But for some reason, it was a PS4 version, and when I when I uh, I clicked on the tile, uh, it would take me to the store where I can buy it, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So um, I, I looked it up. There were no solutions online because you know it was still day one, day two, and then. Yeah. Um, Eventually, I was like, you know what? It's a PS4 game, I guess. So let me just go ahead and boot it up on my PS4. 
So I pulled out my PS4, uh, went over my went over to my library, clicked it, and it still took me to the store to buy it. And I had no idea what was going on. I told my friend about it, and um, yeah, she she had no idea, but she told me she left a, a ticket with QA. I even went as far as um, resetting my PS5 back to factory settings because you know I only downloaded two games. It's it's, it's no big deal. Go ahead and reset it, and that did nothing. So um, eventually, the issue fixed itself. So big ups to the uh, to, to the uh, Sony QA and Vouchers team to, who, who who fixed that up. And uh, yeah. now now I'm I'm having no problems. Um, there was a part in the game where uh, everything froze and I had to reset everything, but other than that, it's been smooth sailing. But it yeah. was a pretty, it was a pretty rough first few hours for me. Um, I do want to mention though that uh, earlier I said that. Um, the experience of opening the Series X was far superior to opening with the PS5. Like, I don't know how, how you felt, John, but um, the fact that the outer box was really just a sleeve for an inner box with even more boxes inside it was totally bad to me. Like, uh, I was like, wow, this is not a pleasurable experience at all. Like, you, you, I'm so used to opening iPhones and, like, Nintendo stuff. It's always a joy to open, but the PS5 was just absolute hell to open. I don't know. Um, yeah, I did yeah. not have, like, yeah, like, like, I didn't exactly, like, yeah, I agree. I, like, opening it up, like, wasn't, exa- like, it, it didn't really feel like, you know, whenever you get, like, a new iPhone or whenever you, you know, get, like, really any kind of, like, new, like, sleek piece of tech where, where it's like, oh, or it's like, you know, you open up the box and, like, it's ready to go. It was kind of having to, like, you know, go through a $500 Russian nesting doll, essentially. Yeah, there, was, there, there, there was really nothing special about the opening experience. Um, but aside from that, like, uh, as I expected, the PS5 is getting so much more attention from, uh, from me than, than, than the uh, Xbox is. But we'll go into that in a bit. So let's uh, go ahead and yeah. talk about what, what we're playing, I guess. Well, how about your controllers? Oh, oh, man. So I got my DualSense last week uh, because I, I got it on Amazon early. And I've actually been using it on my PC to play um, uh, Trails to Zero because it works on there. And yeah, um, it, it felt good. It, it, it felt like a high quality controller. And then eventually, when I tried it on the PS5, the first game I played was, Ast- was um, Astro's Playroom. And um, man, uh, this, the, the PS5 controller is definitely game changing. We talk about um, the HD Rumble with the Switch and what that, what that can do. Um, but the PS5 controller is really something, and I don't know uh, what to expect from third parties as far as it goes, but um, I'm really liking it. Um, I, I, I dig the black and white color. Um, the main thing that I'm not a fan of uh, is the fact that the D-pad is no longer on a flat circular surface, so um, it feels kind of weird uh, pressing in, in certain angles. And um, as cool as it is that that, that the PS button is a shaped button. I kind of miss it being circular like it was in the PS4. Like when I go, try to go back to my home screen, it just doesn't feel as intuitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I agree on that last point. Like uh, uh I actually like whenever uh I'm like exiting out of games and stuff like that, I I I get kind of tripped up because, you know, I'm so used to um, you know, uh going back to the home screen and closing out of games on the PS4 where, you know, you just tap the yeah you know you just tap the playstation button once and then you know hit like the options button and then like close it out but like now it's like uh you you have to like hold it down which i mean this is me probably nitpicking about a very uh like minute detail about the ui but 
Uh, yeah, yeah, like, it's just a little hard getting used to, like, having to, like, actually hold it down, and then, like, um, wh- whenever I turn off, like, on my PS4, whenever I would turn off my PS4, I very rarely would ever, like, actually, like, push the button on the PS4. It was almost always, like, hold down, hold down the PlayStation button, and then it'd, like, come up with, like, the power options or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. now that's, like, in, like, a whole other spot, so it's... It, it, it's been a little uh, weird kind of just getting yeah. used to that. Because actually what happens when you press the home button is that um, um, a lower third will pop up, giving yeah. you all these different things to do. Um, it's not like the PS4 where pressing the home button will automatically bring you to the home screen no matter what. You actually have to hold on the button, like you said. Um, that being said, though, the, the UI is actually pretty great. Um, you can go into your profile and then look at how long you've been playing games dating back to the PS3. So... You can see uh, how long you've been playing each game. Like for me, the longest game I've played, believe it or not, was uh, Overwatch, which is over 200 hours of gameplay there. And then like my yeah. second being Monster Hunter World, and then like my third being the RPGs I play. So like that was a pretty cool experience. And you also have access to um, seeing how close you are to certain trophies. Um, and when I when, when I'm playing Miles Morales, um, it, it, you have the ability to like. Uh, look at the the the, the uh, task at what you're doing, and it'll actually uh, load to that spot. So yeah, the the, the UI is act, um, actually pretty cool. It, it, it takes some getting used to, um, but so far both Xbox and PS5 have solid UIs. Yeah, something about the UI that I've really been enjoying is the um, uh, like capturing like yeah like capturing gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. like it is like I really did not like using the share feature on the. Uh, uh, to capture video on the PS4, um, just because I, I feel like in a lot of the games that I played, anytime that like I wanted to like capture something that was like cool, um, you know, uh, you know, something would just happen. I'd be like, oh, cool! I'll go ahead and like hit the share button, capture that, and like it would sometimes take like I don't know anywhere between like I don't know like five to like fifteen, maybe even twenty seconds for the actual like uh, share menu to pop up. And it just felt like really kind of like sluggish and slow. And I'm not entirely sure if on the PS4, like you were able to like in the moment choose whether or not you wanted to like capture only like the last 30 seconds or like the last like 15 minutes or whatever. But like here, like they allow you to do all of that. Like, you know, if something really cool happens, you can, you know, you just hit the share button and it pops right up. Uh, you can choose to capture whatever you want, whether it's the last like 30 seconds, five minutes, or even like a full, like 15 minutes back. Um, and like it, in case you want to like take a look at it too, it's pretty easy to do that as well. Like, 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 yeah, like it literally just shows you like what the video is going to look like and you can, you know, take a look at what you just did and it's real easy. Yeah. It's just real easy to do. And it's, it's even easier to you know just exit out and get back in the game too yeah uh i think some of the things i've seen people complaining about is like the there's no trophy list anymore mm-hmm. it's like the series of boxes instead yeah uh, yeah it look like the like activity cards but for trophies which seems like something they should just change back to lists uh yeah like i mean it, it, it's it's still a list but it's no longer a column list it's 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 uh you have to scroll from left to right which is yeah, that, yeah. I, yeah I, don't, I don't like that yeah. Uh, what else I see? Yeah, you can't uh, export your PS5 games to an external hard drive for storage. Uh, 
but they've said in their like launch ultimate FAQ uh, thing they put out, which is a hell of a list of questions because it's. I was reading it during one of my lunch breaks. It's like I almost got done in 30 minutes, so it was a lot. But uh, they mentioned that that's an update they're working on. Uh, yeah. What else? I'm, there's as far as the the storage part, like I am really hoping that Sony allows us to use whatever hard drive we want because uh, I'll tell you what um, Xbox has been doing a hell of a job as far as like being pro consumer. But the worst thing about the Xbox series X by far is the fact that the only way to extend your uh, storage capacity is with Seagate's um, external drives. And those are proprietary and they cost $200. Like this is what did the PS Vita in. And like, you know, like they're 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 both great pieces of machinery with like they're 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 gonna have an have have awesome games but if we want to get to the all digital age and you're you're gonna make us do that it's pretty scummy so yeah yeah, that, yeah they've said that that, that is you can't change the internal hard drive uh, or put a new one in as uh, to extend it a bit uh, just yet because they have not gone through the certification process to confirm specific models but it should be largely. Uh, a varied list, I assume, from different manufacturers. Some have already touted that they're putting out uh, M2 SSDs that uh, should be PS5 compatible. Uh, just Sony hasn't had... They said this in their like Road to PS5 video back in March, I think it was. Basically that you know, they're waiting for the games to get near finish so they can actually start doing testing on real-world games mm-hmm. to... Make sure they're fast enough because they got to be a bit faster than the internal uh, SSD, uh, just to work with their all their custom I/O stuff, uh, and so that you know they might have something by launch, but most likely be a bit after. And just encourage people like don't go buying stuff mm-hmm. uh, at a launch. Uh, you know, just wait for them to put out their list, and I assume that'll be here in the next few months. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at that support in and get you a list of stuff you can start working on. Uh, so yeah, like storage is the big issue for both these consoles. Uh, if you're on BC stuff, mostly you'll be fine uh, with whatever external hard drive you want to get. Mm-hmm. Cause you can get those uh, up to like eight or 12 gigs. I think it's eight gigs max on the PS five. Uh, Xbox must maybe 12, I think, uh, which would be plenty of space for most of those games. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be the the big issue for the short term. Uh, hopefully, both companies are kind of prudent with how they're uh, increasing the options for that stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's get to games. Uh, and the first one that probably most people will check out is Astro's Playroom. So go ahead and talk about that game. Yeah, um, Astro's Playroom is a pack-in. And um, if you're expecting the Playroom from the PS4... Um, it kind of gives off that vibe in the first five minutes because <clears throat> the purpose of Astro's Playroom is really to uh, to uh, highlight what, what what the Dual Sense can do. Um, uh-huh. So the the first thing it, it 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 does is like you know directional stuff, and then the main thing is the the adaptive triggers. Um, so when you think about the pressure sensitivity of any um, trigger, um, I, I've always thought that what we had with with the Xbox One was um, probably the best, but um, the PS Five to a totally different um, level because there's some force feedback depending on the, on the situation. 
Um, so uh, actually, uh, one thing I, I was surprised about when I first booted up my PS5 was the fact that it had to update the DualSense. Like, oh, I was like, oh, there, there's software in the controller. I mean, like, uh, that's pretty cool. So, like, you, you're doing things like blowing into the controller to um, make, you know, pinwheels uh, move around. You're um, using the triggers to, uh, to control a, a, a jetpack. Uh, things like that but the, the coolest thing about astro's playroom is that it's more than um just a tech demo it's it's, it's a full-on game and this game is an awesome platformer that pretty much uses the same um the same ideas from um astro's uh um what's it called astro bot rescue mission on psvr yeah. and it, uh, mm-hmm. it, it turns it into like i guess a, a more casual yet core uh, platformer if you will um, like the the level design is actually pretty excellent. Um, it's reminiscent of um, uh, Astrobot Rescue uh, Rescue Mission, where you really want to make sure that you're exploring every nook and cranny because there's so many collectibles. And the cool thing is that every collectible in the game is uh, is some sort of Sony peripheral. So like you have four levels in the game. Each level is dedicated to um, one of the uh, PS platforms, whether it's the PS One, Two, Three, or Four as well as PSVR and other um, sort of peripherals. And you actually collect them all and put them all in this lab and um, just pretty much um, admire Sony's history. So every level has um, callbacks to games like Horizon, God of War, even Final Fantasy VII and Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Like everything that's ever defined PlayStation in the past 20 or so years is here in this game. And um, I don't think there's ever been a time where um, I went. I, I pressed the share button as much as I play, as much as I did with with, with Astro's Playroom. Like, like as a PlayStation fan, it was an absolute joy to play, and I already platinumed it. It's great. Like, I would have paid forty bucks for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's definitely something I want to check out. As uh, somebody that liked Astrobot Rescue Mission a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that very much seems like uh, the game that best shows off what the controller can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's definitely uh, exciting to get to play that at some point. Do you have any thoughts on Astro? Did you play it yet? Um, uh, sorry about the sirens on my end. Uh, all right. Um, I think they passed. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I got to play a little bit of Astro's Playroom. Uh, I haven't really dived too deep into it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm completely loving how it – I mean, it basically – it pretty much is like a uh, a playable history history slash tribute to like you know the history of playstation like uh i love seeing all the little um like like i love seeing like all the references to like you know like you said everything that has defined playstation like uh you know you mentioned final fantasy 7 i think i also found like a like a metal gear solid reference in there with like one of the yeah it was like one of the uh it's like one, one of the robots hiding hiding under a box yeah yeah hiding under a box and if you punch the if you punch the box like like the robot like pops up out under the box and he's got like a bandana and like a tactical vest and like a silent yeah. pistol and, and all that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's when you punch the box, it also makes the the, the chime noise when someone. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, exclamation yeah. point noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, and you know, as a as a Metal Gear fan, like it, it's it's more than Konami's given us in the past six years. So yeah, all right, or like four years. I can't do math, but. Uh, yeah, basically, um, yeah, I, uh, I also think, yeah, it is just a wonderful, uh, so far it's just been a wonderful testament to, like, like, uh, I guess how well the DualSense controller can be used. Uh, I think that, um, 
like this is kind of the first time that I really like played a console where like I'm not just like thinking about like my like I'm not just thinking about like the inputs that I'm doing and like how they're playing out on screen. I'm it's kind of interesting being able to like like as I'm performing inputs on the controller, being able to kind of like feel that like feel that as well. Like I'm not just receiving. Like, whenever I press a button, I'm not just, like, seeing visual feedback in the form of, like, a character, like, performing an action. I'm also kind of, like, feeling it as well. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't know uh, if, uh, I don't know, like, to what extent third-party developers are going to really, like, take advantage of this. But I I feel like this is going to be something that Sony, this is going to be something that PlayStation and, like, PlayStation exclusive games are going to take, uh, uh, re- really uh, are going to take in a really, really cool direction going forward. And um, I mean, if Astro, if Astro, yeah, if Astro's Playroom is just the uh, the tip of the iceberg, then I honestly excited to see what else uh, they can do with the, the Dual Sense. Yeah. All right. So let's get to Bug Snacks, the uh, PlayStation Plus game of the launch. Uh, sort of like Resogun was, though. Uh, mm-hmm. From the feedback I've seen, it's not as kind of universally. Uh, hailed as that is because this game is just a, a weird, weird experience. So go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. Um, John, how long have you been playing Bug Snacks for if you have been? Uh, I actually have not gotten to play Bugs, Bug Snacks yet. Right. I, I downloaded it, just haven't gotten around to it yet, though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I got it mainly because, you know, it, 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 it caught my interest uh, when the PS5 was first announced. And uh, now that it's the, the free PSN game, I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, so Bugsnax is weird. Uh, right away, it, it kind of gives you Pokemon vibes because every Bugsnack um, mm-hmm. says his own name, and um, I was like, uh, and and honestly, your job is to catch them all. <laughs> so um, basically, you play uh, this detective uh, who goes to uh, this world to like learn more about Bugsnacks, and um, you come across the mayor who. Uh, is self-appointed like we don't even know if he's really a mayor and like mm-hmm. he's like dead somewhere and then eventually like you, you you wake him up and then he asks you to feed him some bug snacks so you feed him a strawberry you feed him a carrot and then mm-hmm. eventually you end up going to a farm you end up going to their city and you're meeting other people who are all pretty funny in their own ways and you pretty much learn how to capture these bug snacks through different means so the main thing is that you have this barrel uh, that you pretty much just set, and you want to wait until the bug snack is there, and then you go ahead and catch it. But um, every bug snack is captured differently. Like um, so, the strawberry is easy. The strawberry, you 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 just put the uh, put the barrel there and then catch it. Um, but then there's there, there's this uh, burger uh, that you can get by uh, squirting ketchup all over the place, and then the ketchup will or, or the burger will taste the ketchup and eat it. So um, you want to make sure that. Um, and uh, that, that that's that's not enough to catch it. You actually have to make the burger crash into another burger by putting ketchup, <laughs> and then eventually they both faint. So then you can catch it that way, and you have to make sure that you catch it um, within the time limit. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of these critters in the game. It's it, it's it's really cute, um, but I'm not sure I really understand what the point is yet. Um, but when I'm when I'm looking at the trophy list, it's like oh, make sure that you interview every um, person in the game. So it's really a game about exploration and creativity with your traps. So, I mean, I don't even know what kind of genre you'd put this in. It's, it's, it's really weird. And I can see why it's getting 
um, reviews that are like, like both mediocre to good. So, I mean, it, it's it's a solid game. I don't know if I'd actually spend the forty dollars yeah. it actually costs. So, I'm definitely glad that it's a uh, uh, PS Plus. Uh, I think it's twenty five for the normal price. Okay, um, yeah. I, I think it was Pathless that, that that was forty bucks. Like a, a lot of yeah, these Pathless games, Pathless is forty. Be priced. Mm. But yeah, that uh, yeah, like the there's also a lot of like dramas. You learn like about each of the characters and like their relationships to the others. There's one that just like hates everybody <laughs> for whatever reasons, and she seems like the the drama queen of the group. All that kind of stuff, and that's just that's like becomes like a bigger part of the game than people expected. Uh, so yeah, that's that's neat from everything I've seen, and I definitely want to check that out. But uh, let's get to one of the highlight games of the launch, which is Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, mm. which is uh, priced at 50 for this launch. Mm. Uh, because it's a bit more of a, I don't want to say a smaller game, it's more condensed. Mm. Uh, less of the build-up that I think uh, Spider-Man had, uh, where you're playing as uh, uh, Peter Parker for long stretches and you know, doing a lot of side stuff and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, this follows up on the original game. Uh mm-hmm. A little bit afterwards, uh, the very beginning sequence is like a few months later. So you're after like all these uh, villains and just prisoners have escaped the the raft prison. Uh, they are bringing Bob Rack to prison, mm. and as happens in every piece of media when they try to do this sort of thing, things go awry. Uh, especially with one of the the high value transport that's being brought via helicopter. It happens to be Rhino. Uh, and so, of course, what he's doing in his like uh, containment unit is he's just bashing the walls. Mm. Uh, and so, eventually, he managed to shake one of the uh, the wires loose, and it just causes everything to go haywire. And you're hanging out with Peter, uh, trying to escort everything along. And mm. so, Miles uh, tries to help out, uh, messes up, but there wasn't really much he could do, I think. Uh, so they go on this long. Well, you start off fighting in like Central Square, which is kind of what happened in the original, the beginning. They teach you the very basics in like this big area with a bunch of prisoners coming at you. Uh, it seems like they give you more abilities up front uh, for combat and all that. Uh, so there's a little bit less buildup on that, too. So uh, Then you go on this long rampage of Rhino going through the city and both Spider-Men not having uh, super great uh, plans for how to actually stop him anytime soon. So it's a lot of just busting through uh, parts of the city, going through a mall, uh, through J. Jonah Jameson's podcast studio, <laughs> uh, to him just being super angry about that because blaming Spider-Man for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which I found a good on their Twitter, uh, in-game Twitter thing of uh, Daily Bugle's account reporting what was going on. J. Jonah Jameson's account just complaining to them like, "Why aren't you reporting about Spider-Man being a menace?" Uh, destroying my studio uh and somebody else that has like a not the daily bugle uh, accounts like a uh, local blowhard uh is mad that he he didn't pay for his insurance uh, <laughs> after this intrusion by rhino like uh it's pretty good twitter discourse on this uh the writing here but uh yeah i'm through the bridge sequence which you saw in one of the uh state of plays that sony had uh, they showed in the trailer so that's where it kind of really gets going. Um, and yeah, it feels like a more condensed game uh, in terms of just getting rid of some of the, the side stuff that 
didn't really need to be there. There's no Mary Jane sequences or, you know, stealth stuff, at least so far. Uh, yeah, you have more abilities up front with the combat. So the stuff that they give you is like uh, Miles' new abilities, which is uh, the Venom stuff, which has nothing to do with Sibiotes. It's his like electrical power attacks, essentially. Uh, and then they just introduced his uh, invisibility stuff. Mm. You can sort of turn invisible. Uh, so I assume I'll be getting to actually use that stuff. But oh uh, yeah, they just threw some like collectibles on the map. Uh, I think uh, these like time capsule stuff, as well as these like science uh, crates that are around the the map. So I was like, oh, this is what I can do instead of doing the story stuff for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just have podcasts or Netflix or whatever going on. Uh, which Miles gets his like uh, upgrade suit from Peter. It starts immediately playing J. Jonah Jameson's podcast. To which he's like, why would I want to listen to this all the time? <laughs> and find <laughs> some, somebody else who actually likes the Spider-Man to listen to uh, the Danica cast or whatever it's called. Uh, and so that's like the podcast that he's listening to. And she's more interested in positivity and helping out the city and all that kind of stuff. Instead of yeah. J. Jones Jameson doing his Alex Jones, there's all the conspiracies going mm. on about trying to figure out what Spider-Man is and how how he fits into all the bad shit that's going on. Uh, which a lot of those side quests in the original game, the city barely was able to hold together because all those like science experiment stuff was just like, oh, the city's going to explode if you don't do all this. Uh, and so far that doesn't seem to be a big uh, deal here, though you do get an app from your buddy uh, Genki, who has like a lot of like uh, people that need help, which initially the first one's with uh, uh, your Uncle Aaron, who you know eventually becomes a villain, uh, who figures out that Miles is Spider, this new Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly. Uh, so yeah, that's this whole dynamic there. Um, yeah, that that'll show you like all the, the nearby crimes that are going on as well. So you can just click on it, I think, to highlight it on your map. Uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's full of the more interesting side stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's as heavily reliant on you know completes you know so much of these crimes and these crimes and these crimes in each district. Uh, I don't know how much you play Dan Reb. Uh, if you can say yeah, on that um, part, I am actually. I think I'm at the very end. Um, okay. One of one of my main concerns was that I was probably doing too many of the side quests. And like not really focusing on the main story, like with 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 these games, it's 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 really easy to do that. Um, so like like you yeah. said, like uh, the the what's it called the the time capsules are pretty much um, what the backpacks were in the previous game, and yeah. uh, like you said, like this this game is more concise. Um, I actually liken it to um, Uncharted: The uh, Lost Legacy. Like that game pretty much started out as DLC, but they were like, oh, you know what? This game is so big, we might as well just make this a launch game. And yeah. um yeah, so that that that's that's what ended up happening. And it's crazy because um honestly, like I'm surprised it took um any developer this long to make Miles Morales uh, to make a Miles Morales game because in my in my opinion, like Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man and like as far as like, his abilities, they're very video gamey. Like he's different than Peter Parker in the sense where he has all these electromagnetic powers, he has the ability to turn invisible. Like just off of that, he's 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 better than Peter Parker. Um, going in yeah. uh, going into the story, like um, 
like you said, it, it, it takes place a few months after Peter was taking him under his wing and eventually he has to go on vacation. And it's really all about Miles discovering himself. And um, the, the characters in this game um, are um, really awesome. Like you have his mom uh, r- r- running for city council and um, things like that. And, yeah. like, his, his, his dad died in the previous game, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a spoiler, but whatever. Y'all know that by now. And um, yeah, like the, the the main thing, though, with Miles Morales is that I think there's more superhero-ness in this game than the last game. Like um, that part in the bridge, um, honestly, like I can't yeah. even remember a part in the other Spider-Man game that even compared to that. Um, yeah, it, was, it felt very much like they're trying to do like a Spider-Man, uh, the second Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. the Tobey Toby Maguire one where they had the big uh, sequence yeah. there. Whereas like the, the things falling apart and like people are falling off, so he has to go rescue them. Yeah, it it, it definitely has those callbacks to like other forms of Spider-Man in media. But as far as like the actual storytelling with each of the actual missions you do, like I feel like this game does a better job. And like not to mention it's 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 shorter. So yeah, that 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 that, 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 that that's how really cool about it. Um, yeah, Miles is a really personable character, I would say. Yeah, because uh, especially at the beginning, he's like walking through his neighborhood and he's like, oh. I'll help you with this and oh hey that's nice you know Spider-Man art you're doing on the wall here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the other Spider-Man? Uh he seems cool. Mm-hmm. Uh always wanted to get to his uh his bodega. Uh <laughs> and then it never gets there initially and I have a quest to go back there. I assume it's not going to go well. Uh but yeah like he's very much like kind of starting to get his own into his own as a Spider-Man. Uh, especially now being the only one, he doesn't have Peter to rely on mm-hmm. uh, helping him out. But uh, you know, he's getting these abilities that uh, he's figuring out, and uh, <clears throat> helps him kind of come to terms with the responsibility of Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, seeing how the game is so short, like you know, um, I mentioned that I'm pretty much at the end. I've played the game for pretty much ten hours. Um, seeing as how the game is short, I think that what, what developers want you to do is to actually play it twice because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the power-ups in the game are limited to um, new, new game plus. And um, there's also a trophy for beating it in new game plus. So um, I'm guessing like there's, there's like certain stuff to earn there. And, you know, um, if there wasn't, if, if, if the game wasn't short, I, 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 I probably uh, would have no, no desire to do that, but eventually I want to get back in there and, uh, Platinum yeah. game. Um, so, as, as far as uh, next gen goes, um, I've been playing in fidelity mode. So the plan is to play this playthrough in fidelity mode and then do the second playthrough in uh, performance mode uh, to see how that goes. But and the load times are night and day compared to what they were on the PS4. Like um, that's what I'm playing. Just for cl- uh, being clear about this, uh, the two games I have here are PS4 games as well. So yeah. plays it runs like the the first game. Uh, okay. loads just like that so maybe a little bit faster uh but yeah you get uh but it seems like the activity card stuff is really nice for the those side missions side challenges yeah, yeah, the, the, the activity cards uh, definitely help uh, so instead of just fast traveling or even swinging around the city you can just pop out pick the one you want to go to and it just zips you right there you'll be at that moment yeah um and then eventually when you unlock fast travel the previous game, the, the the load screen was watching um, Peter Parker look at his phone in the middle of the subway. Whereas with the PS5, once you use fast travel and get onto the subway, um, you pretty much just get there maybe in like 
three seconds. It, it doesn't it doesn't take that long at all. And like when you die, you respawn right away. It doesn't take like a, a long time to get back in. Yeah. So it's been yeah, I've seen the tip screen a few times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that uh, the game and I've heard the first game uh, is also a pretty good showcase of like the controller itself and those load times and all that. Yeah. Uh, um, as far as the controller goes, like I, I don't, I really don't notice anything all that different uh, compared to the other Spider-Man. But you know, again, this game is also on PS4, so I assume that's why they didn't go too crazy with it. But I think my main thing, though, is um, especially starting the game out, um, I really had to relearn how to play it. Um, and I think yeah. packing this game in with the um, or packing the remastered version in with uh, this game really helps. Like I think honestly, this game would be better if you're playing it immediately after the, the the previous game. That way you already have an idea of how everything works rather than having, having to relearn it. Because, yeah, um, it also it, has, it, when you start it, up, it's like, hey, you want to see a little recap of what happened in the first game? It, mm-hmm. it, also, it also throws a lot at you because considering the fact that Miles has more abilities, that means you have more control things to learn. And yeah. um, honestly, I, I forgot I had a lot of the things I, I, I had, so I had to go back into the, to the command list to even learn how to use them. Yeah, they do a decent job of introducing that stuff. Uh, which I especially find silly when they're like, hey, you can do tricks. I was like, oh, yeah, they do. We're like Tony Hawk trick system kind of thing. Uh, and they even give you like XP, so it's not useless. Yeah, and the the nice thing is they differentiate like his animations from Peter's. He's very kind of uh, a bit more unrestrained, uh, where Peter, I assume, has, you know, over the course of the like six, seven, eight years he's been doing Spider-Man, he's figured out how to move around, whereas Miles has been doing this for a few months. So he has, like, in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, like, he's very kind of wildly swinging around all the time. Uh, and that fits into his trick system as well. And uh, all that, that just works out pretty well. Sort of giving him a lot more character, just the way he moves around. Uh, and yeah, like, uh, and like you, if you've watched Into the Spider-Verse, you kind of get some of that same vibe, especially, like, the soundtrack has a lot of hip-hop in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that, to kind of accentuate, like, yeah, Miles is a different uh, character than Peter. Mm-hmm. He had just like traditional, you know, superhero music in the first game. Uh, this one has a lot more flavor into it, and yeah, the suits seem like the the other cool thing. Like I, since I pre-ordered it, I have the Into the Spider Verse suit unlocked from the start, and it took me a bit to realize that picking the mods was actually spending points. So I uh, used the last point I had on picking the twenty-four frames per second mode. <laughs> for the animation so i was stuck with that for a while which whatever it worked out fine like yeah it, it looks it, neat it's a really nice uh like visual treat for a game that runs better than that thing looks it looks really cool but it feels weird yeah yeah especially because you see everything else moving around smoothly uh <laughs> so with the movie like everything's moving like that so it doesn't stand out whereas here it just it does but it's a nice little treat and you can once you unlock that, you can use it on any suit. So you can mm-hmm. make them all look like that if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you still have like the uh, number of different uh, like coins you're getting, uh, tokens or whatever for you know, upgrading your skills, your suit stuff, uh, the the tech stuff you have, uh, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that there, but it's not as crazy as the the first game was. Where they had probably like six or seven different tokens. I think it's just three main ones. I guess one's for your tech, your suit, and your skills. 
uh, that you're getting, but maybe there's more. But yeah, that seems like one of the highlights, especially for the the loading stuff uh, and the activity cards. That seems like a, a big highlight for people. So I'll be excited to play that on PS5, especially because from what I've seen, uh, PS4 games that have the PS5 upgrade uh, do not share trophy lists. So you can get double <laughs> platinums on those. Yeah. I don't know if it's like uh, sound shapes where you just uh, loaded up the game on the other platform and just unlocked everything from the start. Uh, or if you have to actually play it, which it seems like it's not going to be a super long game. So it might be fine just playing through it again. Uh but yeah, that seems uh, one of the highlights. We'll talk about Demon Souls in a little bit here. That's the other big highlight for the launch. But uh, yeah, the other game here that I have, I don't know if any of you have it, is The Pathless. Uh, but that is the new giant squid game. Who hmm. made Abzu, our former uh, That Game Company devs that made uh, Journey, Flower, Flow, all that. Yeah. Uh, so this game kind of takes uh, ideas from, let's say if you mashed journey with breath of the wild uh it kind of mashes that up a bit where you got this big open world to go explore uh there's lots of like little uh puzzle areas to go through they're not really uh discrete little dungeons that the breath of the wild had but they're just like uh, little puzzle areas to figure out and solve for some little bonus um and the the way you get around is really fun uh, so the way it works is you're kind of this uh, this warrior that comes into the land. I think you're a woman, but uh, she has a bow. That is her main attack. Uh, but not really. I haven't really attacked anything yet, so that's uh, the weird thing. It might change as I play more of it. So I'm a couple hours in, uh, but you get to uh, find out that you know there were these gods that ruled over this land. Uh, with one that was at the top, uh, this big eagle. It's like yeah. a, a spirit eagle kind of thing. Uh, but the, the three gods that were under her, or the, under the eagle, were have been corrupted by this uh, person they call the god killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're very much uh, another red instead of blue. Yeah. Uh, they've been corrupted. And you are trying to free them and restore order to this land uh, so I don't know what order would be because you get around this area and you find lots of skeletons of yeah. people that used to be there so I'm like okay there's doesn't seem like there's life here except for these uh, this god killer that you try and take out early on uh, yeah. but uh, you get to this area and the the first thing I run into is this uh, big uh, one of the gods that shows up uh, kind of knocks your eagle off of you uh, and you're kind of trying to get over to it but uh, it's put you into like a stealth sequence where uh, the god is looking around and their their vision is you know like a vision cone kind of uh, and you're not supposed to move when it's you know looking at you uh, so when it's looking away you kind of want to keep moving uh, but once it starts looking at you you want to stop uh, but once you get to the bird it kind of uh, gets you out of this whole sequence it makes it seem like it's a mirage uh, swords, so I'm not really in like a fight with it just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the the neat thing is you can when you get the the bird, uh, you can sort of pull up and just uh, rub it, uh, like pet it. Uh, initially, like when you get like those kind of sequences, it gets is like corruption all over it. So you got to wipe that mm-hmm. off. 
uh, and you just you know you're holding it and you use the right stick to move your hand around and wipe it off. And once you get it done, like the bird's happy and all that, so you can do it once more where you're rubbing it and trying to find like the the tickle spot or whatever <laughs> on it, and you rub that a good bit and you give it like a boost or something like that. I don't, I don't know if it actually does anything, but it's sort of like Nintendogs uh, ask where you're trying to find like the the good spot to scratch it. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. It at least looks good. It's like a fun little chill moment in the game that sometimes can be a little bit uh, more hectic. But uh, getting around, you're uh, using the left trigger to run, and yeah. there are these like crystals all around that you hold down the right trigger to aim your bow, and it automatically selects the the nearest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hit it, and it fills up the bow, uh, the bar that is your like boost bar. And so as you're running around, you're just constantly, you know, oh, I can hit this other one, pull it down, let go, uh, hit that, it starts filling up again. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of keep this uh, good momentum going to get around the place, just book it uh, all around the area, which just works really well mm. uh, for a system. And with the bird, you get upgrades for it to, uh, you can grab it and use it as your like glide uh, ability so you can get around uh, that way, and uh, once you get through the early stuff, you get a like double jump with it. So when you're in the the glide, you can hit X again to uh, get a boost up in the air to get it even higher, which is how you get to the yeah. the main open world area. Uh, so that uh, gives you some more traversal options. There's no climbing or anything. You don't have to worry about weather. At least so far, I haven't seen anything like that. So you don't have to worry about you know exploring and then having it rain and be like, well, fuck, I can't do anything, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. It doesn't have like a lot of the systems that uh, Breath of the Wild does. Uh, there's uh, collectibles like these gem collectibles that I've been seeing. They're filling up a bar. I haven't gotten it full outside of the initial one. Mm-hmm. So the initial one you do gives you the the first feather that lets you do the double jump. Uh, so I don't know if it gives you a. a Essentially, like a third jump, a second jump uh, when you're gliding. Uh, but I am collecting some of these other uh, things that I think are related to the different uh, gods. So it's still fairly early on, like a few hours in, still explaining things. You get some lore, just like when you find these dead bodies, there's like a little bit of lore to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the god killer, the world, or some of these gods, uh, that kind of stuff. But the world is beautiful to explore. It's Generally, big, uh, like forested areas, kind of. Uh, and yeah, I've gone to a few areas where there've been puzzles, and one was like, "Oh, I need uh, something heavy to put on this." It's, you know, two, uh, two like spots to stand on, but you only have one person, mm. so you have to go around and you make the bird carry the heavy thing up. Uh, so you're kind of the jerk uh, in this situation, uh, mm. but the bird can do it, so whatever. It seems uh, interested in doing that for you, so uh, you can do that uh, for some of those types of puzzles. I had one where it's, they present like a little fire in front of me, and so I gotta mm-hmm. shoot these uh, things that have to light up. Uh, so I have to go through, you know, one side and like aim it. And it's generally automatic on that kind of stuff. You just get it the general area; it'll f- figure it out for you. So you're not really having to finesse anything, like much like the the general way you're getting around. It just auto locks onto the crystals that you want to shoot, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it works out pretty well and it has a very nice style to it. You know, that very much like a, the style they had in Abzu and journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, I'm excited to play some more of this. And I assume on PS5 it runs much better. So here mm. I can tell it's like running okay. Uh, uh, it runs, it's stable enough. Uh, it's just like, oh, this could probably run uh, at 60 FPS. I assume it's not running in 60 FPS, but the the world's uh, looks really nice. You get to like an eagle view from like Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed, where you can see like, okay, everything that's blue is like normal, and you see red stuff, and like, okay, those are points of interest I can go to. Uh, so far, I haven't seen any way to like mark it, but you just hold down L1 anytime you want. You can uh, see that. So you can know if you're getting to the right place or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of mostly it. Uh, seems like it should be a pretty meaty uh, game for the forty bucks it costs. Because uh, so far, there's it seems like the open world area is kind of pretty big, and uh, I'm curious to see like what else there is to the game. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the pathless. Uh, I'll probably talk more about it next week once I get some more time into it but yeah it's it's one of those games that uh people probably won't pay too much attention to but uh if you want something that's a bit of a smaller experience uh definitely something that you should uh check mm-hmm. out i mean like, uh, the game looks beautiful it, it definitely had my attention the only reason why i didn't pick it up is it's, it's kind of a little on the, on the high side for me maybe if it yeah. goes down the holidays I'll, I'll pick it up but yeah mm. yeah it's definitely like one of those games that's uh we're starting to see the games that are influenced by Breath of the Wild come out, especially from smaller teams. You know, we got the Phoenix Immortal Rising. I guess the name. Rising. Yeah, Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's right. I knew mm-hmm. it was those three words. I didn't know which order they went in. Uh, <laughs> but this one presents its own take on that, which is very much like, hey, what if we presented like the the journey or uh, maybe a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus style of uh, exploring the world without just hammering at home what's going on to you all the time like I assume uh, Immortals will do. That's Ubisoft style games is explain everything even if you don't mm-hmm. want it. Uh, give you all the details and let you figure out if that's what actually, you actually wanted. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the Pathless. I think it's worth checking out if you're into that kind of game. Uh, let's talk about the next one here. Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, it's a game that came out on the old consoles a couple weeks ago now has the new upgrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I only I, I I only listed that we have it, and we'll eventually talk about it. But I'm not ready to yet. Okay. Um, although um, we do have a review of the previous generation coming out tomorrow from Josh, so look forward mm-hmm. to that. Okay. Yeah, I've heard good things about it, though the these new gen versions I've heard not so great things about. Yeah, apparently uh, there was like a bug or something. Um, yeah, like some bugs like causing it to run poorly and take longer yeah, and, than it's supposed uh, to. Yeah, and apparently there was like a bug until I think like a few days ago where you actually could not finish the last few missions of the game. So, yeah. And I saw Jeff Gersman talking about like these bugs, uh, playing it on Xbox One X uh, on the Series X, that version uh, in BC mode, essentially, and saying like that ran better. Uh, than the the new version ones that was, but because of the uh, their smart delivery stuff, like you couldn't play the old version again because uh, it determined, oh, you want to play this new one, uh, which is like one of the weird things that the PS5 has over the the Series X is that you can install the PS4 version of the game uh, alongside the PS5 version. So if you're that kind yeah, of weirdo, you can 
play both. Uh, yeah, that's actually, I mean, to me, it's kind of dumb, considering, like, for, for a lot of these games, the, the PS4 file is bigger. And, you know, again, like, we don't have expandable storage for the PS5 yet, so there's really no point yeah. in doing that. And honestly, if you're playing on PS5, you should be default to get to get PS5 games. I don't, I don't understand why they're making us choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think it's, some of it's that, you know, there might be some games where it might be better on the older version. Mm-hmm. Uh and I know for some of the stuff, like, at least right now, like, PSVR stuff is mainly only available on the PS4 version of the game. Yeah. It's like No Man's Sky, you'd want to have uh, PS4 and PS5, I guess. Uh, so you want to play VR, you want to play the older version. Uh, if you want to play the new stuff, you can play it that way on the new version. Uh, a little bit weird, but uh, it's kind of a neat thing as well. But from what I heard, it doesn't necessarily do a great job of differentiating them, the icons. Uh, in the library or anything like that. It'd be easy to kind of mix them up. Uh, so yeah, okay. So Watchdog Legion's not quite uh, ready to talk about the new stuff, but uh, Demon's Souls is one of the other big games uh, besides Sp- uh, Spider-Man. So how was that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, uh, I'm having a pretty great time with it. Um, uh, as, as we touched on earlier, like, <laughs> I... It's funny because I was, like, playing Bloodborne, like, in preparation for it, and then as soon as, like, after about, like, an hour, after about an hour uh, of trying to play Demon Souls in a similar way to how, like, I play Bloodborne, I was like, alright, these are two very, like, these these are two pretty different games. So that, then I sort of started, like, you know, trying to, I guess, learn the game, but... Yeah, I mean, so far, like, I've put a lot of time into it. I'm probably, like, I think that, uh, uh, I'm probably, like, um, I finished, uh, three of the art stones. Uh, I still have, like, all of the third one left to go, uh, and then I have, like, the final part of the first one. But, like, I finished, I finished the rest of the art stones. Um, I'm, like, probably about 18 hours in so far and it is yeah it has just been a blast so far um uh let's see like i mean the the game runs great uh i've been playing it in like the uh like the high performance mode uh i i tried playing in the uh cinematic mode for about like five minutes uh but then i was like like 60 like flawless 60 frames per second in the high performance mode is just like, like I, I really couldn't say that in this case, especially for like a, a game that is like so focused on like you know timing and like precision inputs and whatnot. But yeah, um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think that oh, probably one of my favorite things about it is the fact that you are able to kind of progress on your own terms. Uh, I know that like one thing that kind of frustrated me whenever I first. Uh, started playing Bloodborne was that like if I was stuck on a like especially in like the earlier parts of the game if I was stuck on like a particular area or something like that then you know I kind of just have to like keep going at it or like keep grinding and like leveling up or whatever until I'm able to get through that area whereas here like I mean you have access to like five different worlds right off the bat so like uh, there, there have been like a few times uh, while playing this where like you know I'm struggling in one world, so then I'm just like okay, like I'll just head over to like another one and see you know try my luck there, see if I can make any sort of progress there. And um, yeah, it's 
it it definitely like um uh it, it doesn't really like uh alleviate like like it, it doesn't really like lighten the challenge or anything like that but it does kind of like you know give you an opportunity to be able to kind of like progress somewhere else uh maybe grind a little bit there like uh get some more souls level up your character and then be able to come back and like uh tackle what you're trying to do and probably have like a little bit easier time to do that um yeah but demon yeah. souls is known as one of the the easiest of those games uh, yeah. particularly because you can grind out like health uh in a way that you can't really do in demons or uh, bloodborne or limits mm-hmm. you to 20 of those vials versus however many of the herbs you want to collect yeah yeah uh, well, that kind yeah. of stuff yeah, yeah. Well, there's like, um, like I, I think that there are, I think there are. I mean, if there are limits on like how many herbs you have, yeah, how many herbs you can have, I haven't seen them yet. Like, yeah, like, like I think that like the even the smallest ones, like I'm pretty sure I've carried like maybe like up to thirty of those at once. Um, yeah, like it may be in like the upper twenties or something like that. But yeah, like and, and also like it, you. Even if you do hit like the maximum of that, there I think there's like, well, like four different kinds of herbs you can collect too. So like, like yeah. you, you you can get you can get a lot of uh, uh a lot of healing items. It, it's also it, yeah, and then like it's a uh, I also feel like the bosses are, uh yeah, the bosses are like way easier than anything in Bloodborne really. Like mm-hmm. uh yeah. Like, yeah, I mean like I've been playing uh. Like I've been throwing a lot of um like I've been throwing a lot of points into like strength and dexterity and then uh just using a bow for most of them and um I I, I equip the thief's ring which basically makes it so that mm-hmm. yeah, enemies can't really detect you if you're outside like a certain range and like some of these bosses like like I uh yeah, some of these bosses like I literally will just sit there and then just aim my arrow and just fire away at them. I'll, per- I'll like, purchase, like, 200 arrows and just, like, fire away and get, yeah. get, 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 get my demon souls that way. But, yeah, um, but, but I feel like that is kind of, like, like, in a way, it is, like, uh, fun just trying to, like, figure out how to, uh, I guess, like, sort of, like, game these bosses, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. like, 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 I, like, I, like, I like the fact that I don't have to um, you know, deal with uh, up close and personal, like very offensive style combat, like mm. like it, like like in Bloodborne for every uh, every encounter, like you yeah, know, I, yeah, and yeah, there there is something like kind of fun about that. I, I also really like the um, I also really like uh, being able to summon like, uh, like summon like another player to come and like help you with a boss fight. I've done that for a few of them, and. Yeah. Like, uh, like the Tower Knight, like the Tower Knight, uh, boss fight kind of like stands out as like a, just a really cool moment where like you know I was like up in the rafters like taking care of like the it, yeah taking care of like um like the archers and stuff like that and then while like the uh the person who was helping me like the person who I had summoned was like down there like keeping kind of like the Tower Knight at bay basically. Uh, and then, like after I had gotten finished taking care of the archers, I ended up pulling out my bow, and then I started just like firing away at the tower knight while he was, while the person that I was uh, playing co-op alongside was down there, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, keep yeah keeping the tower knight's attention. Like it, it's just it, it, it's a really cool game, and I'm, yeah, it's a really cool game. I'm really glad that 
like honestly really glad glad that it exists um i never got to play the original ps3 version so um it's a a definitely definitely a great way to uh experience it i'm looking forward to um probably gonna finish it tomorrow maybe the next day uh yeah like like it's definitely a game that i think i'm going to try and platinum as well like it like it's got its hooks in me pretty yeah, for I've seen the platinum is a bit easier than it was on PS3. There's mm-hmm. some farming stuff that I saw people were like, "Oh, it's not in there." Oh no, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's like you can still farm if you want, but right. you're not getting yeah. a trophy for it. So yeah, <laughs> it's probably a bit easier that for that reason alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that was their first of those games, so that's why it's a bit easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they hadn't figured out uh, that people would basically a lot of time would just turtle. With the shields, mm-hmm. that's why Bloodborne is the way it is. Yeah, or it makes fun of people that use shields. They give you one shield, and it's like, yeah, it's for people who want to play passively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> an ineffective shield. That's the entire reason why that game is so hard because it goes against everything that all the the habits people came up with uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Right. Yep. Which uh, I think informed Dark Souls Three a lot and how mm-hmm. that works and Sekiro and all that, but. Yeah, that game was one I was hoping to play a lot, and obviously don't have a system, so I can't actually play it anymore. So, mm. well, I was thinking about doing a a stream and stream Demon Souls, and uh, I tell people it's the PS3 version. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I've pissed off a lot of people, but I have time for it anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah so that might be a way for you to kind of get into the series and then become more appreciative of what Bloodborne is doing. Right. Yeah. 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 I gotta say one one thing that I'm kind of um uh it, now that you mentioned like the original like like uh, I am kind of impressed to like uh, like I am kind of impressed uh like by how it, it is literally just like it is literally a one to one remake of the original like like I mean yep. anytime like uh anytime like I've had trouble like I've like found myself like uh like I like Google Guide sometimes. And yeah. there is a, yeah, like some of the guides that I've been using are literally like, you know, guides and YouTube videos that are from the original. And like it, yeah, like it's literally just the original with a, well, obviously much prettier coat of paint, but like, yeah, uh, obviously also performing much better as well. And it, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's really impressive, honestly. I mean, it, it just goes to say that Blue Point is just better than everybody when it comes to remix. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Again, like most of that staff was actually on um, the original Metroid Prime River where Retro Studios staff. Mm-hmm. Really, and like I can only imagine if like Blue Point did a Metroid game, that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the um, was it? Uh, I believe that they. Um, I, I think I saw a video going around Twitter. I I believe that they. I believe that like Blue Point actually, or there's. A door in this ge- in this game that uh, I guess the community has discovered, but uh, no one has been able to figure out like how to open it yet, and it wasn't in the original. So it hmm. se- so like it seems like maybe they did like add like a few extra things that weren't in the original too, which is like, yeah pretty cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a thing I've been seeing. Like there's this weird door, and people aren't sure what what is the deal with that thing. So that'd be cool to see if people can figure it out. They probably will at some point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it seems like the other highlights game of this launch is 
uh, Demon Souls, a remake mm-hmm. of uh, PS3 game mm-hmm. uh, that was beloved uh, as a cult hit. Then now it's able to take more of a its time in the spotlight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now that people know what Souls games are, mm-hmm. and every other seemingly like every other publisher has figured out how to implement those ideas into their own games. Yeah, to homogenize it a bit, to uh, you know, to very to various degrees of success. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got one more game here: Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Yeah. Yep. How was yeah. that, John? It is. Uh, so. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll start off by just by talking about the campaign a little bit. Uh, so the campaign is actually like. Um, it's actually a lot of fun to play. The like, it's very action-packed. Like, it it is very reminiscent of like, uh, you know, like the balls to the walls style action that that you that you get from these from like the campaigns of these games. Like, they're like it's practically like a playable Michael Bay movie, and it's got a few interesting uh, gameplay hooks in it too. Like, there's a like there's some light stealth mechanics, which um, I mean are serviceable and like they add like dialogue options and like um, other choices which i'm sure will probably like play out uh which i'm sure will probably affect the game's ending at some point but uh but one thing that's actually really interesting in the campaign is um the uh, are the uh, uh i i guess uh so so like the driving force of the campaign like uh, is pretty much your uh, trying to solve a mystery behind uh, who this um, uh, was it? You're trying to solve the mystery behind who this uh, like secret uh, Soviet spy named Perseus is. Uh, and basically, to do that, you you and your team are like going around, like doing all these missions and like collecting evidence. But the thing is, along with like you know just like the evidence that uh, the characters themselves find as the story naturally progresses, you can actually also find pieces of evi- like. Pieces of, pieces of evidence that are like optional in-game collectibles, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is that these collectibles uh, actually affect uh, the game's, like the campaign's two side missions, like two optional side missions, which you can play like pretty much right off the bat. Like I think it's after like after the first few missions, you can play like you can play the game's um, two optional side missions. But the thing is, is that depending on what evidence you collect and how far along you are in the story, like how the missions play out, uh, supposedly actually changes. So mm-hmm. I ha- I haven't really, uh, I haven't really delved into them too much. Uh, but based on how the game <laughs> described it to me, whenever I like, uh, yeah, based on how the game described it to me, whenever I um like checked out like the mission description for uh, one of the side missions, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how that plays out. Um, not, not, and also like, while I am like a big, while I do, why I, I am enjoying playing, <laughs> playing the, uh, campaign and playing the story, like the, the story itself is like a little, uh, like I, I'm not exactly too hot on the actual story itself. It, it's, it's very, uh, it, it, it is very strange just kind of like g- given the, uh, current political climate to, uh, kind of like get a game that uh you know not not only has like a cgi recreated like uncanny valley ronald reagan like as one of the main you know as like a main character but also to like have him kind of like tell 
he he essentially gives you and like the rest of your squad the mission the he essentially gives you and the rest of your squad like uh permission to like break the rules and you know do all kinds of illegal shit on uh, uh <laughs> on America's behalf because um like the rest of the free world is in danger or whatever like <laughs> it uh it, it is it is very like some of the stuff that is like like some of the lines of dialogue in the game's first cutscene are like uh, lines that you would hear in like a satire about like uh, about like America's like relationships with other countries, basically. But yeah, it 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 is very uh, uh, strange, basically. But moving on from that. Um, the multiplayer uh, is a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it, Call of Duty has always been a pretty well-controlling, pretty solid uh, first-person shooter. It's pretty much more the same here, but they still but they have like a few new um, like gameplay innovations that um, aren't really like anything groundbreaking, but they're kind of like nice quality of life improvements. Like you can now act like. You can now sprint while you're reloading, and uh, you can also like um, before. I believe that like in pretty much every other game anytime you went to throw a grenade you yeah anytime you went to throw a grenade um like obviously your character would like do the like grenade throwing animation where like you know they put away their gun and all that but like now like you can actually like still like hit fire while you're throwing a grenade like your character will just like use their left hand to throw the grenade and um like i mean it's something that's small uh like those are like relatively small additions but there's some pretty nice like quality of life improvements that uh, I think in multiplayer kind of like definitely help to keep, you know, keep my character, you know, keep me moving my character around and all that. And uh, yeah, just make things a little more fast paced. Um, and then I really like how the uh, dual sense is implemented as well. Like, like um, I think something that's really cool about it is like the adaptive triggers are used pretty pretty well here like uh it, whenever you're whenever you're firing uh your weapon like the dual like uh whenever you're like pulling on the trigger uh like if you're pulling on the R2 button yeah if you're pulling on R2 like before the weapon actually fires like you'll feel like a lot of pressure and then once the weapon actually fires like it like the trigger will kind of like click like and it like so it's it, it kind of does feel similar to like you know, it, it, yeah, it kind of does feel similar to, like, you know, the feeling of actually, like, firing, like, actually, like, pulling on the trigger of a gun, like, in real life, uh, which is, like, certainly, in, uh, yeah, cer- certainly pr- pretty interesting. It's a pr- pretty nice touch, uh, honestly. And, like, you know, if you're, like, firing, like, a full auto weapon or something like that, then, like, if you hold down the trigger, then, like, the trigger will, like, vibrate and it'll vibrate in tune with like you know, the, the fire rate of whatever you're firing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um like, I, I, I mean, I mean like whenever I first heard of like adaptive triggers, I, you know, I thought of, you know, stuff like this and I mean, it's de- def- definitely like pretty cool stuff to uh, like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just something that's pretty cool to experience so far, but yeah, I mean, uh, um yeah so far uh black ops cold war uh aside from like uh, uh aside from like have aside from being <laughs> a game with two uh two subtitles is uh pretty uh yeah i mean it, it, it's pr- pretty good game so far i uh 
I haven't really gotten the chance to sh- check out zombies yet. Um, I'll probably do that at some point in the next few days. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that as well. I've always liked uh, Call of Duty Zombies, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, look, looking forward to seeing uh, what they uh, do with this. All right, so yeah, that is kind of the the bulk of the games here that we have to talk about. Uh, yep. Like I've seen BC stuff on both is uh, pretty good for the most part. Uh, a lot of games are improved a good bit. I think I've seen on PS5 just stuff that you may not realize like didn't perform so well uh, runs really well, like the the Last Guardian, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have the disc version, so you can install like the 1.0 version and not download any updates. Like that's has an unlocked frame rate. Hmm. I think uh, Assassin's Creed Unity might have the same thing, where they put in like a, a limited uh, frame rate on that frame rate cap on there at some point in an updates. Uh, some stuff like that, like uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like runs at pretty much sixty frames per second on PS5, which is like holy shit, they fucking did it. Just need new hardware to run some of these games really well, so. Mm-hmm. Seems like it gives like some of these games a uh, second life almost uh, on these new consoles. So that'll be exciting to check that stuff out as well. Since I've got a couple of games I've been playing a good bit of, but haven't beaten yet, and I like to get around to doing that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a good place to do some of that stuff. But yeah, it seems like both both are pretty solid consoles to get. Uh, PS5 probably more so mm-hmm. for some of the new stuff. Uh, whereas Xbox is probably more for existing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably talk more about some of that stuff next week, as well as we uh, hopefully have a system by then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, see how that I mean, goes. Like, as of right now, the the, the the main the main reason you're 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 picking these consoles up are because one, you can't wait, and then yeah. two, like you just want to see a better performance. If you, if you have the TV for it, you know, by all means, go ahead and upgrade. Otherwise, you know, there, there, there's no reason to stick to what you have. I do have to say, yeah. like, the launch lineup for, for both of these, despite the fact that you can pretty much get them anywhere, like, the stuff that I'm playing um, during this launch window is a whole lot better than what we had on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, and I think those systems are a lot rougher with yeah. their UIs and uh, how games worked on those. Yeah. Uh, like, those are definitely issues for those consoles as a we're finally starting to like iterate on the the dashboard concept and the ways that would you know you would see today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out like how to handle downloads, uh, disk installs from day one, all that kind of stuff. That uh, now seems a lot more uh, kind of figured out at this point. But yeah, uh, let's get to some news here. We got some news here to talk about before the show is done. Uh, first one is a weird thing that went viral. Uh, with the Xbox Series X's launch, is that somebody did some weird viral video, uh, like vaping through the console? Because oh, yeah. the way the setup, if you're having it set up upright, is that the air is drawn in from the bottom side of the console, uh, where the stand mm-hmm. is, and comes through the top. Uh, I saw some people like, if you can get the console running uh, the fan a good bit, you could like balance ping pong balls on top of it. On the air? Mm. Okay. Those people doing bullshit? Okay. Yeah. All right, so that was uh, not a cool thing, but somebody that vapes decided to blow vape smoke into it. 
so the Xbox Twitter account had to uh, put out a tweet saying, we can't believe we have to say this, but please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. <laughs> uh, and follow it up for any non-vape related support questions. Please check out the info here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the double Unfortunately, account. This, unfortunately this, this is a regular activity with young people. Like yeah. I've seen like a lot of uh, videos of college students just, you know, blowing into their phones and whatnot. So this comes as no surprise, but it's just stupid. Come on. Yeah. But people have been doing this for a long time with uh, weed smoke. Everything, uh, yeah. People do that with computers and all that shit back in the 90s. Like, oh, what happens if you blow weed smoke into a computer? Mm-hmm. Oh, does it get high? All that kind of stupid shit. Uh, but I like Double Fine responding to this tweet. Like, you don't own us. You can't tell us what to do. <laughs> and they just follow up, wait. Uh, so, you know, all that. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing that they had to do. Uh, also, they proclaim that this launch of the Xbox Series X and S uh, is their biggest ever, but then don't give any numbers. Uh, I think they say, I'm not sure if they said it here in a follow-up response to somebody that asked, uh, but saying like, yeah, we're not going to release numbers. Uh, whether we're ahead or behind, whatever, we're not releasing sales numbers. But yeah, they uh, see launched across 40 countries. You had two consoles. Uh, one cheaper, one more expensive. Yeah, more new consoles sold than any prior generation. Uh, Xbox Series S adding the higher percentage of new players for any Xbox console launch. Uh, almost 3,600 games playable on it. Uh, setting a record for most games ever played during an Xbox console launch. Uh, next gen means more ways to discover and play. 70% of Xbox Series X and S consoles are attached to new and existing Game Pass members. Mm. Which I imagine a lot of that. I don't know if they threw in like a code or something for like a trial in the box. Danner, if you know anything about that? Oh yeah, the box is actually just a bunch of um, icons. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, okay. So and they lift off lift off, uh, list off some of the optimized games that people are playing, uh, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, cool for them. I would like to see the number. So like how much more? Because I think the the PS4 and Xbox One had like about a million each at their launches or their launch months. Uh, maybe their launch is a bit different than that, but uh, seems like they're happy with that so far. Uh, yeah. So we did talk about Spider-Man Remastered a little bit. Uh, one of the big issues is that you cannot transfer your saves from the PS4 version over to the PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did uh, announce on Twitter that they will be adding that. Uh, in an update here saying it should arrive around Thanksgiving. Uh, so maybe here in the next uh, week or so. So people will be able to do that. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's good news. Uh, if people want to continue on uh, if they didn't finish the game uh, the first time around. Uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, Sony stuff, uh, they did... I'm going to move this one up first. Uh they did put out like a PS5 launch trailer that had showed off some of the, the current games that are launching for the system as well as some of the stuff that's coming out uh, next year. Uh, and did give a little bit of a hint as to when some of those games will be coming out, more like what half of the year. Uh, so yeah, it has uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon's Souls, which are launch titles. Uh, but games like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Gran Turismo 7 and Returnal, uh, I mentioned those are first half of 2021. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is the latter half of 2021. So you have uh, 
uh, at least a few games there that are going to be coming out early next year. Uh, and is probably the, the closest Gran Turismo has gotten to a launch of a Sony console. Because uh, I think the Gran Turismo 3 was the summer after like June or July, I forget. Uh, so this one seems like it should be early next year. So that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also coming to PS5 are the Neo games. Mm. Uh, they announced that uh, that's the, the the final DLC expansion. Yeah, for Neo Two is coming out here in December seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Samurai, as it's called. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be something for people to check out that are playing that new one. Uh, but if you are interested in uh, versions of those games for the PS Five, they do have that in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got. Yeah, they're putting out Neo 2, the complete edition for PS4. Uh, it has all the DLC with it, so if you want to jump in with all the DLC, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for PS5 stuff, there's Neo 2 Remastered uh, that is coming. Uh, includes all the DLC. Uh, and I believe that is a free upgrade. Uh, yeah, wait. Where's that mentioned here? Yeah, players on Neo 2, the complete edition on PS4, can upgrade to Neo 2 Remastered at no additional cost. Okay, so you have to buy the... Well, I wonder if you have to buy the, all the DLC or buy that specific edition. Uh, it might be like the what Control initially had, where the if you had all the DLC and all that, you were technically considered owners, owning the Ultimate Edition. Or they might not be as picky as 505 is on that stuff. Uh, so that'll be a thing. We'll have to see how the fine details on that stuff comes. But that'll be February 5th. Uh, all these PS5 things are February 5th. Uh, Neo Remastered is also coming. Uh, includes all the DLC from the first game. Uh, it seems like it'll have... You know, all these will have 4K resolution support. Mm-hmm. Uh, 120 FPS gameplay. Uh, fast load times. And you can transfer your saves over from the PS4 versions. Uh, okay, now players that own Neo 2 on PS4 can upgrade to the base game. Uh, Neo Remastered on PS5 and receive the PS5 version of any DLC expansion they own on PS4. Like I said, it'd be nice about that. Uh, Neo Remastered, I don't think they mention here as far as upgrades. No. So that might be a separate purchase. Um, maybe they'll announce something ahead of uh, between now and then. They might. If they're going to allow that. Uh, I'm also going to offer something called the Neo Collection, which includes both. Yep. So you can just decide to go all in on both of these games. Yeah. And you should, because they're both great. Yeah, these are, I'd say, probably more on the Bloodborne end of the difficulty spectrum. Of yeah, they games. they more emphasize aggression. Um, yeah. Uh, they don't go easy on you no. as much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Team Ninja who did, you know, the Ninja, Ninja Gaiden games. Yeah. And they're very much in tune of what they were on the Xbox back then. And if anything, this this is more of a modern day Ninja Gaiden. So mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what it's like, but it's still hard. Oh yeah, yeah. They're and they have just a neat setting and style to them. So they're kind of uh, about kind of um, like folklore, Japan folklore, Japanese folklore. Yeah, folklore taking place around sort of uh, the beginning of the Tokugawa shogunate. Um, yeah, so yeah. you'll end up like you know meeting up with like actual historical personages like Katori Hanzo, uh yeah, uh Tokugawa, you'll even meet up with uh 
the resurrected the resurrected body of Oda Nobunaga and his uh, African retainer. Yeah, it's a you'll meet all those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a lot of uh, demons and various Japanese folklore creatures and such. You'll see along the way. Yep, uh, that are just part of the experience as well as some of the bosses are kind of that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Weird creatures, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, the stuff that people should check out, uh, a game that got delayed from the launch death loop, uh, now has a date, May 21st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can That's check that out, one. uh, next spring. So that will be pretty good to see. Uh, yeah. PS five and PC on that date. Uh, you can pre-order now on PSN. I think it's 10% off for your, uh, the regular and the special edition versions of the game. Yeah, uh, something like 50 bucks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, which is how I found out about the date before they actually made this announcement, because the pre-orders <laughs> went up. I was like, oh, May 21st, that sounds like a definitive date versus just a placeholder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, lo and behold, the next day they announced, hey, yeah, that's when the those things come out. I was like, oh, okay. That's weird, but yeah, that's a game that looks really neat from Arcane Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be an interesting PS5 game next year. Uh, let's get some stuff that doesn't has nothing to do with next-gen. Uh, the first episodic season of Sam and Max that Telltale made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting remastered for PC and Switch. Uh, and the weird twist is it's not Telltale has nothing to do with it anymore. Yeah, because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> well, they technically do. Well, they um, kind of do. Yeah, but uh, in that wake of Telltale shutting down, uh, a new studio's forum called Skunk Ape Games uh, mm. came into existence and acquired the rights to the those Sam and Max games uh, from the ashes of the Telltale uh Beast or whatever, um, and they're working with uh, Steve Purcell on this uh, as well. I don't know if they're changing much story-wise or writing-wise because I think he worked on those mm. those episodic games uh, originally. Uh, yeah, they're just getting remastered for PC and Switch to mm. come out. When is it? December second. So yeah, in a few weeks here, you'll be able to play those at least that first season. I assume they'll get to the others. As they go, just kind of starting here on the first one, uh, which I kind of like these uh, of the Telltale stuff. These are before uh, the Walking Dead games, mm-hmm. so these are not uh, doing the like heavy rain thing, mm-hmm. the the narrative adventure games. Yeah, uh, these are more traditional adventure games. You're going around picking up stuff, mm-hmm. uh, walking around talking Figuring. to characters, figuring out what to do with the stuff mm-hmm. to make the things other progress. stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of wandering around, being like, uh, I have no idea what to do. Uh, maybe looking it up and being like, oh, I would have never thought of that. And running around back to where you need to go, that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of thing I didn't really like about it as much was just kind of like being like, okay, I got all this shit, what the fuck do I do with it? And then eventually figuring it out and being like, oh, okay. That was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's enjoyable for what it is. Yeah. Uh, so AEW, All Elite Wrestling, has been kind of hinting for a while that they wanted to do some games uh, and very much 
capitalize on the segment of the wrestling gaming audience that uh, pretty much just likes the uh, Aki games on the N64. Uh, and so they announced uh, three games here. Uh, the one is the the most interesting. It's the uh, the big budget console game. They had like this weird little press conference video they put out where has a uh, Kenny Omega, uh, Britt Baker, Cody, uh, and one of the the female referees they have uh, just doing Steve Jobs uh, impersonations. Mm-hmm. You know the black turtleneck and all that. Uh, as they're presenting these games. Uh, and the, the main one, they don't have a title on it yet, uh, but it's basically aiming to play like uh, classic WWF No Mercy on the N64 with uh, an exaggerated art style, uh, kind of like WWE 2K Battlegrounds, but not bad. Uh, it looks much better in this one, where the characters look like they're supposed to. Uh, while being a bit exaggerated, the the trailer they showed in the the middle of this whole thing uh, mm. had Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega going at each other, and then uh, Ikaru Shida shows up mm-hmm. uh, and starts attacking Kenny to suggest that they're going to have intergender uh, fights mm. in this game. Okay. So yeah, uh, also I guess they uh, picked up uh, legendary developer Hideyuki Gita Iwashida who directed No Mercy mm-hmm. on the N64 uh, to work on this game uh, with Yukes, who made the WWE 2K wrestling games uh, as they progressively got worse with each one. But <laughs> uh, I assume working in this sort of framework, instead of just trying to make like a simulation, which who knows what a simulation of wrestling is supposed to be. Because uh, it's simulating like the the performance or the business and the act of executing everything. But going back to this classic, like no mercy style, seems like it'll be a much better, like baseline to start from mm-hmm. versus whatever the two K games were by the end there. Uh, so yeah, that's no dates or anything. Just they say, follow them on uh, Twitter, YouTube, AEW games on those. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you what new information they have when they have it. And then they announced like two mobile games. One's like a management simulator, you mm-hmm. know, booking matches and shows and all that kind of stuff to get more revenue, all that kind of stuff, which that's mm-hmm. going to be next year. And the other one's a casino game where you're just playing like AW theme versions of poker, blackjack and roulette. Yeah. With, like wrestling avatars and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's, Probably not the best thing to put out there that you're working on. That's out yeah. the soonest of all these. It's the one that seems like the most primed to pump money out of people. Assuming the former of which is going to be a lot like WWE Supercard or the game that I worked on, WWE Universe, where it's, where it's really more about building your roster and uh, things like that through uh, gotcha mechanics. But yeah, I mean, obviously with, 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 with the casino game, that'll probably make as much money as they you know think think it will. But as far as uh, the first announcement goes about the the the, the console version uh, and uh, the director from No Mercy, um, I don't know how I, how I feel about it yet. Like obviously, like those were the best wrestling games like like in in my time, and um, I'm really excited about it. But I don't know how I feel about you know making the graphics cartoony and whatnot. And like, um, Ukes is still the developer, 
And as you mentioned, like they, they got progressively worse. So um, I don't know what to expect there, but um, I do know that Kenny Omega is a hardcore gamer. Um, much like Xavier, yeah. was, he's like, he's a, he's like really great about it. He, he knows what they should do. So as far as having somebody like that in the creative helm, like, you know, that they have somebody who cares. Whereas with WWE, like they don't care whether you, whether your product was, was was good or not, as long as you're paying the license. So I have some hopes there. Yeah, yeah that seems like a thing that could be pretty cool if it's done the right way. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, kind of modernizing what No Mercy was uh, should work out pretty well, or at least prove that the people that have been saying we want a game like this, that's not actually. The thing that works anymore. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that seems like it's probably a ways off, but uh about something that's happening now. Twitch still has issues with this DMCA stuff uh, that's going on. They have not been able to figure out the the right way to handle all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, even got to the point where on Twitter they were saying like, "Well, maybe you guys should just mute your games." your music and all that and it's like uh that's probably not the right way to f- frame it Be like uh we can't f- we can't do anything we're such failures you guys have to just mute your games which somebody immediately posted uh uh like if you're streaming guitar hero without the music you're just hearing them push the buttons and it's like oh this is exciting i was just trying to figure out what song it was just from what it was doing but I couldn't figure it out hmm. uh, but yeah they've gotten uh, a lot more DMCA stuff that they're cracking down on uh, people have figured out even sound effects can also uh, trigger uh, these issues uh, so people are just trying to archive what they can let's see yeah here it is you're rightly upset that the only option we provided was a mass deletion tool for clips that we only mm-hmm. gave you three days' notice to use this tool. We could have developed more sophisticated, user-friendly tools a while ago, and that we didn't is on us. And we could mm-hmm. have provided creators with a longer time period to address their VOD and clip libraries. That was a miss as well. We're truly sorry for these mistakes. We'll do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully they do. But yeah, it's like not getting like a, a more license-friendly system up and running. That it was a bit better. Like what YouTube has. Well, YouTube's isn't great either. Uh, but I've seen people, I saw somebody, I don't know if it was a real thing or if it's a joke, but saying they were, they do cooking streams and that their use of a blender on a stream got uh, flagged as a Skrillex song, which is like, I don't know which part of that's the, the bigger joke there. Oh. That Skrillex sounds like a, a blender. Uh, or what, but that was pretty funny to see. Yeah, that's the thing they they need to figure out, because they're not handling it well, and they're just annoying their streamers. Uh, you know, especially because they've had at points the tech where it would just mute the part of their archive that had the music uh, as an issue, but now it would just mute the entire stream. So it's like, you gotta have something better there and they've you know whether it's offering people uh, more royalty free library stuff they can use uh, for their streams which 
I know they do have that for uh, what some people use as their like pre-stream music for their ready to start. But I think also developers have to come into this equation at a certain point of making it normalizing the ability to have options for like turning off the licensed music playing. Uh, not all music, but just the stuff that would, you know, flag this kind of stuff. Uh, some games do have that, but not that many. Uh, so that's definitely an issue. Just telling people like, just go mute all audio or all your music uh, isn't really work. I think that works for every game, fits every game uh, in a way. So yeah, that's that's just a, a weird situation they have right now. That's uh, they're going to have to really actually listen to their community. Uh, yeah, I've seen somebody here that's, uh, he posted a copyright email that he got from the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry, uh, that's involved the weird disco area of the Tangled Shore and Destiny. That that somehow triggered that sort of DMC claim. And Bungie said, like, yeah, we're going to have to look into this because this was not. Uh, an intended thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, yeah, muting music in the game from now on just going to create a worse experience for everybody. Because not many games really work so well without the music. Uh, there's definitely some that could. But yeah, it's it's going to be a thing that's just going to really, uh, really force Twitch to either really commit to helping out their creators or let lay down the framework for somebody else to swoop in, where you're kind of like, oh, maybe Mixer shouldn't have shut down when it did, uh, if they had a better solution for this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of the the big Twitch issue right now, mm-hmm. as, uh, as streamers are still pushing against what Twitch is doing and trying to get them to figure out better ways than putting it all on the streamers to solve the issues and make up for the flaws in the system. And we'll get to our final story here. Uh, it's a weird situation that happened yesterday where there was a supposed uh, hostage situation at the Ubisoft Montreal studios that the Montreal police were called in uh, over this. Uh, and it was just kind of a weird situation to see prop up on uh, Twitter as a bunch of uh, video and pictures of like the all the people in the, the offices I had to go up onto the roof of the building, which conveniently looks like the uh, some of the places in Division 2, mm. like the community spaces that are on top of buildings. I was like, I wonder if, I don't know if they built those areas based off of like this idea or if it was vice versa the other way. Um, but yeah, they eventually figured out uh, there was no hostage situation, no threats, uh, it was the result of a uh, attempted like SWAT call, SWATing call through nine. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. That it was basically some kind of like uh, some it's asshole. Like some kind of, like, some asshole. Yeah, like some kind of SWATing bullshit from some random asshole. Um, and uh, I mean, they had to, they ended up they had to like evacuate the whole building. Yeah, they had to like you know, had everybody leave with their hands up. Like it was, it got serious. Yeah, 
uh, especially a um, scary position to be in. Like, I don't care whether it's a whether it's a mock thing or a thing as a as a joke or even a real thing. Like, you really shouldn't have to put your employees to that kind of terror. Not to mention that, I mean, when I first read about it, I was like, this this can't be real. Like, I, I was under the impression that most of Canada was locked down. I was surprised to like even see that people were going to work and just all of a sudden be uh, held up like that. Like, yeah, there, 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 there were definitely some comments about people. Oh, yeah, it's because uh, Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs wasn't made for PS5 right or whatever. Shut up! It's, it's not even about. Yeah, like, these two games yeah. are actually getting pretty good reviews. So, I doubt. Yeah, I imagine some of the people there are kind of maybe server people, uh, IT people that are managing whatever back end is for the games in that area. Yeah. Uh, that kind okay. of stuff. I imagine the sort of people that need to be on location versus, you know, your artists and designers and such that can do whatever remotely. No real yeah. issues having to be on site for that stuff. But yeah, uh, luckily nobody's hurt or anything. Uh, nothing like that. So just scared the shit out of a lot of people and those that they worked with that were still at home. Uh, yeah. Just really fucked yeah. up that it happened in the first place. All right. Yeah. Not to mention, I don't think he's Gimo and he needs any, any more bad press. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the week here. Uh, mostly focused on the new consoles. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking more about the, the new consoles, what we got to play on them, uh, as well as what news is. Now that's, these things are out. Uh, people are furiously trying to buy them if they if they want them. Uh, hopefully I can procure one here in the near future. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Next week we shouldn't be uh, at two and a half hours. So uh, yeah. thank you for staying with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sticking with us because you know, we had a lot of stuff to talk about uh, with the new consoles, kind of talk about the games and all that. It was uh, fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Thank you to uh, Brandon Perkins, Dan Victorio, and John Ulanik. Uh We'll be back next week with a new slate of news, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>